Welcome to Armchair Expert. Ooh. I'm Dax Randall Shepard. I'm Monica. You are Monica Lily Padman. That's right. I am. We have a little musical accompaniment for this intro. I know. This is a sexy intro. Oh, it is. I wish we always had this intro. Me too. We could. This is our favorite singer, Hannah Anderson, who goes by the name of Sister. Yep. And this is her song, Love Me Right, which is available now on Google Play, iTunes, everywhere. Yeah. But on this episode today, we have Adam Pally, who is... Just a dream come a true. Dream. I fell in love with Adam Pally. I know. You know him from Happy Endings. Mindy Project. Mindy Project. And you have seen him countless times. I was improv. already in love with him because of UCB and improv. He's an incredible improviser. His extraordinary improv skills got you. He really does. Uh, the little reminder that we are uh, going live with ticket sales for Seattle on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can go to our website, www.armchairexpertpod.com. Follow a link to buy tickets. I implore you to join us for the big party in Seattle. And I will leave you with a little sister. I'll tell you what you got. are supported by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can also sell custom merch. Guys, this is what we do on Squarespace. We have a merch team and we offer it all on a website beautifully built by WabiWab on Squarespace. Simply design your products and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. With Squarespace, it doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services, they have all the tools you need to start selling online. Just take one of their professional website templates, then customize the look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so you can stand out online on any device. For a free trial, just head to squarespace.com DAX. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code DAX to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We are supported by Sleep Number. Sleep is so important for your overall health and well-being. And if you don't get enough of it, there could be some serious negative impacts. So how do you make sure you get some quality rest? Well, it starts with a good mattress, like the Sleep Number Smart Bed. It was designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can take your sleep to the next level. Boy, I got to tell you, having just traveled back and forth to India and skipped 12 time zones, I get reminded of how absolutely imperative good sleep is. Oh, it's so necessary. You cannot even feel like a human being if you're not. (laughs) The best part about Sleep Number is you can easily adjust your firmness. And while you sleep, Sleep Number smart beds automatically respond and adjust to your movements throughout the night. It's heaven. And if you want to improve your health and well-being, Sleep Number is where you should start. Sleep Number smart beds can show your ideal sleep and wake-up schedule and the best times for activity like working out and winding down. Sleep next level with a Sleep Number Smart Bed. It's the only bed that lets you adjust each side to your ideal firmness and comfort. Your Sleep Number setting. Only at Sleep Number Store or sleepnumber.com. He's an
our dog. Oh, man. Hi, Adam Pally. Hi, Dex. What a nightmare. Allergic to your own dog. Well, to my wife's dog, well, which has yeah, now been now yours. for 11 years. Oof. But um, so we have all these air purifiers around the house. And I always look at them and think there's not a chance in how the filters are. Not at capacity. There's no way they're doing anything. No, especially after like the air, the air quality here. Oh, as yeah. soon as you take it out of the box, it just like turns black. <laughs> uh huh. I live in New York again, so. Oh, I'm, you do? Yeah, I moved back to New York a couple years ago. I didn't realize that. So you're yeah. out here promoting. Promoting, yeah, and and working, and so I've been kind of um, flying. I, I I've taken the red eye seven weeks in a row Ugh. to make Ugh. baseball. Basketball in the morning on Saturdays. Oh, and then I come back to LA on Wednesday mm. and do Wednesday to Friday. Oh man, yeah, that's brutal. It, it's tough, but when we moved to New York, it was like you know my my wife is from New York, and so you are I, too, right? Yeah, and so she had given me ten years out here to like really make it happen if I could. Yeah, and so and then she, her parents got older, and you know she wanted to go home, and I I couldn't. In good conscience, as a partner, yeah, I couldn't be like no. <laughs> and I bet when you made that promise, it's kind of like the ninety-nine year lease that the uh, the Chinese gave to England for Hong Kong. Yes, like they were sitting pretty for so long. Yeah, I don't think she'd actually cash in on it, but yeah, you did. And, and aren't you like the whole time, like year five? Are you monitoring how much she's enjoying it out here? Like, oh, this is looking good. I'm I monitor that every day. I'm like, are you cool today? <laughs> are we chill? <laughs> are we straight? Are we good? I mean, that's like the. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, are we cool? Uh, before I start all this other stuff are we cool <laughs> um most of the time we're not <laughs> that's good marriage well you have three kids three children yeah it's it's hard right it's really hard yeah yeah it's really hard did she work she was working like we we have a seven six and a, a year and a half so we were like out of the the, the woods woods and then so she started working again mm -hmm. and then and getting happy and having yeah, self-esteem yeah and autonomy uh-huh and uh <laughs> and you just knocked that shit right up yeah. Yeah. I was like, don't get too comfy here in society. <laughs> I know you're having fun talking to adults and stuff, but yeah. that's about to end. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, she, it was like we had Irish twins and when that happened, sometimes it was like, are we going to shut down shop or are we young enough that we can have one more like chance with a baby? And, mm. and I'm glad we did. Cause he's a, he's a smush. Yeah. And yeah. But, so it was intentional. The last one. The other two were horrible mistakes. Okay. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> you know, um, after we had two, I got a vasectomy, mm -hmm. which has been going fine for four years now. Uh -huh. Everyone's fine with that decision. But we've been watching Hand Handmaid's Tale. Do you watch that? Um, no, we, we can't watch anything yet. Okay. There's like too much going on. Well, we're like a year away from watching something. Well, when you put... We're <laughs> 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 a year away. Uh, we're well, going to be able to like plow through all the best shows. I know. I'm, I'm almost envious of your situation. I, I'm psyched, actually. There's a lot of binging I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to come out of my apartment. So even when they go to bed, what do you guys do then for that hour and a half you before know, you go to bed? Um, our kids are, God bless them. Uh, I love them. <laughs> They're terrible. And <laughs> they don't sleep through the night a oh. lot. So they'll, they'll get up and come into our bed oh. and each one has a different bedtime. So, Oy. yeah. Mm. So like I, when you're like at night, <laughs> like what night, you know, uh -huh. like it's an all ever present wide eyed, like war. <laughs> okay. So we don't, we, again, we're like a year away. Like I feel like when, when my oldest 
can start like going to friends' houses and stuff like that. Like we're 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 right there, right yeah. there. Yeah, we we're still kind of miserable. And do you fall into the pattern that like me and my other male friends? Like it seems to be pretty um, common that like the guys like no, let's fucking get militant about this bed situation, and then mom is more like no, is that. <laughs> I don't think we fall into that trap because I'm not there. I'm a Debbie dad, you know, okay. like I'm, I'm a good dad, <laughs> but I'm, you know, this job, even when we lived here, I was not, bedtime was scarce because whatever, you're you're in South Africa set. doing two days on a Vin Diesel movie. It's like, Wait, that takes three weeks. Did you do that? No. Oh. That was an example. <laughs> but like a no, hypothetical. I didn't get that. <laughs> I, know, it's, but I feel like that's what the job is, you know, like, and until you get to a place where you really can say no to stuff, which I'm not, I'm not really in that place. Mm -hmm. uh, you just kind of have to keep, keep moving. So I'm not the militant one on the, on bedtime, but neither of us are, I, neither of us are militant about anything. It's kind of a bad there's yes, no relation. like disciplinarian in the mix. Nope. It's okay. Just like a <laughs> wild. It's a free for all. It's <laughs> disgusting. Can I circle back to Vin Diesel for a second? Yeah, please. Um, uh, first of all, I applaud everything he's done. So there, I, have, I have love in my heart for Vin Diesel. Okay. But um, they were there was a moment while I was shooting Parenthood on Universal where they were they were shooting some of one of the Fast and Furious on the lot. I remember that time I was on the Mindy Project. Oh. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. all the Fast and Furious cars in the parking lot. I remember that, yeah. Side, side note, I love those car cars. Yes. Car yes, so, I know that. And then my heart was broken when I went and looked at those cars and I looked and like, there's no engines in any of them. There's they, nothing. No, they're like just they're, shells. They're, they're pulled uh -huh. on wires to get to spin out like that. Like, there's nothing really happening mm -hmm. in those. It's it, a bummer. It was heartbreaking. But, okay, so the highlight of them being there was... At one point, we were um, traveling to the back lot and you get and stuff behind a tram often. Uh-huh. And so uh, the, the the studio tour tram was going. It was going inordinately slow. We're like, what? The, why is this thing going so slow? So we kind of stepped out of our lane and we mm -hmm. saw. And what was happening was Vin Diesel was riding a Segway in a white tank top in in the middle of like the <laughs> in the middle of the road, <laughs> presumably going to get a snack or something. I don't know what he was doing, but he was riding a Segway in a tank top, you know, in a wife beater. Yeah. And um, the, the whole tour, you know, is getting to enjoy that. And I was enjoying the yeah, hell out of, of it. That's amazing to see. What a thing to see. What a, this is the most Hollywood thing ever. <laughs> I know. Like when you go on that tour, you're like midway through, you're like, this is bullshit. We're yeah, like, are we going to see someone on a Segway? Yes. <laughs> Where's Vin Diesel? Yeah. And there he was. Yeah. And also, I don't know how you felt about the, the tour, but I get kind of embarrassed. Not like I'm um, Vin Diesel, but. I think we're in different. Uh, places because also I am not a rec. I don't cut a recognizable figure. I'm recognizable because I've been a, been in the game for a long mm -hmm. time. So there's a lot of places where you would hear my voice or see me, but rarely do I get recognized. It's, oh I'm really? Saying, I really and I live in New York where like I'm face to face <laughs> with people every day. I do attribute that to. I agree that you have a blend in y look. Yeah, I, I, which I like. I'm glad about. Because my I, wife is uh, you know objectively more famous than me, infinitely more. Yeah, she's one of the most famous people. In the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like uh, Mickey Mouse. But when we're at an airport, generally I'm the one who gets recognized. Well, you're you're because I'm tall and my nose is very and weird. you're you're you. Again, you've been around, you know, like you're in the game. So like, it's like people become comfortable and they recognize you in that way. 
Yeah, um, and that's a whole side note is like what you end up getting famous for, how yeah. how approachable you seem to people, I guess. Yes, totally. Like I wish <laughs> that I had, instead of gotten a, a modicum of recognition from being like a fat, lovable friend, uh, it would have been great to be like, he was awesome and Dahmer. Like, don't uh, go near him. Uh, you know? <laughs> right, right. Jeremy Renner's got it made. Oh yeah, you're you're just genuinely afraid of. Yeah, him. people like don't talk to Jeremy Renner. Meanwhile, that all that dude does is flip houses. Yeah, he's a beautiful guy. Beautiful shockingly. man. Beautiful man who like flips houses and has like four French bulldogs. Yeah, he's, he's nothing to be afraid of. Yet people walk like the other on the other side of the street. Yeah, isn't it fun when you meet people like that around town and you're expecting one thing and then you're like, oh, this is amazing. This person plays someone that's yes. opposite of them all at all times. That is one of the best parts of working in this industry is seeing just how similar everybody is because the industry like pushes people ahead and like deifies them in a way yeah i was i heard the story from uh, neil brennan mm -hmm. he did like one or two days on this on tom hardy's new like al capone movie okay and so like he's all psyched you know they're like get him in a trailer and he's got this like three-piece suit and his hair is slick back and tom hardy's playing al capone he's like, mm. so psyched he's like all these big actors are dressed this way they come down to set and like Tom Hardy's there and they go through the blocking and it seems really intense. And then they go, okay, second team. And Tom Hardy takes out his phone and starts taking selfies of himself. In the, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, we're all just like, no, <laughs> no yeah. one is better. No one is worse. We're all just kind of here. You kind of hope you'll transcend being human by getting famous, but it just doesn't really happen. No, does it? it gets you. Actually, I think you be, you, you kind of become more sensitive and human because you're I like, know. yeah, you're like little things bristle you because you're like, I'm, I'm never, I'm not done that in a while. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, so today I'm being like shuttered around to a bunch of interviews like yeah where where are you going i don't know i i just like but a normal person would have an eye on their schedule <laughs> well that's what i yeah i was going to be curious because i kind of will watch that type of thing and right. then my wife's the opposite she'll just arrive places she'll just put her head down and go through it yeah and she and then which i think is a better approach the only thing i really do take really 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 seriously is like um a comedic talk show appearance yes. i will write and sit and ruminate for months and months and months to like figure what I want to do and how I want to do it. Yeah. But, and, but that's only because I feel like that gets put, it's like, that's also mine. Like that little bit where I get to be on television with e another comedian, like that's mine. You know? I, um, we have that in common. Like my, I, I weirdly talk show appearances have been my single favorite part of acting. I love it. Yeah, it's like because I I grew up loving talk shows. Me too. It's like that's what I watched. I it, it, who are your favorites? Well, uh, Letterman is the yeah. guy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, I, Carson. I watched. I was young enough to know that it was good. You know, like I remember being so enamored with like Robin Williams when he would go on Carson or something and mm -hmm. like couldn't sit still and you know be like yes 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 yes. You know, like that was amazing to me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Conan filled a, filled a, a real nice gap till I grew up a little into like the daily show and colbert so you were you were too young to have gone on letterman right i've never been on letterman no yeah. but i've been on conan a lot and i also when i was coming up in new york they would call me i've been on conan doing like oh in the audience in, stuff in like bear costumes and oh yeah so like i so i've maybe seen you in a bear costume probably or like I, I i did one where i was in like an american speedo and i like flew across the screen like, uh -huh. you know i was looking for work and young and you know they would call me yeah so uh that is cool to be like a guest and like part of that i just watched yesterday while i was at work i watched you on conan 
in your snare devil. Oh my God. <laughs> such a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, here's what I couldn't decide. First of all, Wait, I love it. You okay. Yes. It. So he goes on to Conan. Maybe you should describe it. Well, uh, uh, okay. I, I like going on Conan in making, doing like a bit, you know, yeah. like, uh, uh, so I'll dress up every time I'll do like a different character or whatever. And so this last time I went on, I, I wanted to do a character called snare devil. Mm hmm. Which is like Daredevil, the superhero, but with a snare, but who's also like into percussion. Uh. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, but I didn't, I, I'm not a big like superhero right. guy. And so I screwed up who Deadpool and, Dare, and Daredevil uh, was. So it's actually Deadpool. Dead, oh, okay. And there's not like a great um, rhyming pun like that for a drum. So <laughs> right. it didn't make sense. <laughs> and then and so like but I was in that Deadpool mask and it was so hot like first of all Ryan Reynolds should get every Academy Award that he, thing is no joke well while Adam's breathing in this costume you can see that he's suffocating yes, like I am I, I am and by the way I'm having so much like mirror neuron stuff happening when I'm watching you do that because that's something I 100% would have done and in fact w w a couple things before we even get into how it yeah. all unraveled um I found that I pitched stuff like that pretty often early on. Yeah. And they were like, no, you can't let like, come hijack yes. the show. Like, we yes. Have, it, it took a lot early on. I, I still I still have like, you know, I'm doing a couple for this next thing. And like, they still tell me like, no, you know, like they'll be like, no, they, they, Stephen just wants to sit there and talk to you. And I'm like, well, great. Uh, but like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, so there's a a, 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 a little comment, power a little, struggle, a little power struggle, and then usually you end up compromising, and the idea it gets worse. <laughs> and I really like that part of showbiz too. It's it really it it feels workmanlike to me. I like that feeling of like I'm going out and promoting my movie or my show. It's like this is what I do, you know? Yeah, I like it. I enjoy it. Um, but I stress about it. And again, all the dudes I idolized growing up were guys who like crushed on Letterman yes. or Conan. Yeah. And that's who I was. I weirdly was trying to be that more than I was trying to be any of the actors in the movies they were promoting. A hundred percent. It's a very clear <laughs> statement. Yes. Like I remember watching Will Ferrell do Ugh. his first couple Conans and be like, that is it. Yeah. That's you know? the and North I, star. That's the North star. And I, I love him on everything, but like, those bits yes are amazing that's like where he i still find he did a bit last on his last press junket i think it was on colbert or something where he had a a bird on his shoulder uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't reference it <laughs> and then in the middle of the interview he took a little snack out of his thing oh my fed God. the bird <laughs> no he's infuriatingly ahead Oh, in yeah. that world yes. like like uh, I, so uh, there was a small window where he and i had the same manager right mm -hmm. and so i got this idea where i was like i really want to be on a reenactment like i want to be in one of those right. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. shows know exactly where you're talking about. yeah it's like a murder show and then they go back like, to the guy like crime. shot from true, above yeah like, true crime no no dialogue you're yes. just like trying to you're basically a mime it you're almost like, looks like a the sims <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I, I called him and I was like, hey, I really, really want to get on one of the, a reenactment of some kind. And of course he goes, oh yeah, that reminds me so much of um, Farrell uh, wanted to be a dead body on NCIS. And I'm like, or one of those shows. Yeah. And I'm like, was he? He's like, oh yeah, he, he's been a dead body twice on those shows and <laughs> really nobody knows. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so frustrating. And then one time I went to a Lakers game 
And inexplicably, Will Ferrell's just one of those ushers with a red jacket on. He He's just there the whole yeah. game, just oh. standing as that, an usher. That is like he is. <laughs> I feel like that is. The, you're right. That's the North Star. And 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 his comedy is so. It's perfect. It's, it's everything. Like, it's perfect. It's 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 unearned arrogance, and it's like it's everything I want all the time. Somehow it's really too kind. It's all really kind, and yeah. yet it works so well. Yeah, it's amazing. It's great. I, I he he's he's the goat. Yeah, number one. So anyway, so you're back. You're on Conan, and he's in this very cumbersome outfit. Plus, he sure. has a snare drum on his lap, oh, and he has swords on his back, so he can barely <laughs> sit down. And what I was trying to figure out is like. Okay, how much of this is going as planned? And then what part is really unraveling? Yeah. No, it you know yeah. when you come out it's going to be nearly impossible to sit down cuz you yes, so, like, yeah. It's all it all went the way I thought it was going to go. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. And Conan knew that like when you pulled off when, that I was going to have a mask underneath. <laughs> yeah, so eventually he can't breathe at the point Conan's yeah. like please take that off and he and he, th- and he goes, "Okay," and he takes it off. He goes, oh, this is so much better. But he's wearing another <laughs> superhero mask. Superhero mask. I'm wearing the actual daredevil mask. Oh, I yeah. Got it, I got it right just in case. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the stages, of course, you you did know that you were in the wrong outfit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really like that's some, comedically, I really like to live in that very like simple space of like I did something wrong. Right. You're getting kind of caught yeah, in I the love, middle of failure. Yes. <laughs> I love that everyone knows that I'm wrong. Yeah. And they're like, well, he should probably just leave, you know, but yes. I can't. So it's, it's, I like that feeling. I think it's funny. So if you had this moment, here's, here's a moment on Conan that I had where, um, I, I, <laughs> it's telling in, in many ways. Well, yeah. well, um, chips came out and it, was, and it bombed. Right. Uh-huh. But my fucking press, interview for him was after the opening weekend oh and i'm like oh my god what can be worse was it like a straight up bomb i don't forgive me for it made exactly what we spent on it but but it it certainly underperformed right but it wasn't like one of those things that like on variety it was like Uh, no bite out of (laughs) chips right like it was just like number four yeah, this bag of chips has gone stale. Yeah, it wasn't like that. No, but it wasn't great. Okay. In, in the, the bottom line is I'm going to go there on Monday. It, well, actually, you're kind of hitting the point that I realized, right? Which is so I go, fuck, I got to go out there and promote this movie that tanked. I'm going to try to own it in a different way. So it was the only comedy that weekend. So I print up a shirt that says number one comedy in America, right? <laughs> and then I come out and I'm like celebrating number one comedy in America. Yeah. And people are cheering it, and and I'm like, and then Conan's like, but 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 it wasn't the number one movie, and I'm like, no no, uh, he's it wasn't so, you know some superhero movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, well that was the number one superhero movie, and there's like three other movies ahead of it, and I'm like, well that's the number one young adult movie in America, right? <laughs> Why, eh? It occurs to me while I'm doing this, oh I've let all my insecurities get the best of me. The yeah. audience has no idea the movie did bad. In my little narcissistic world, I think the whole world is laughing at me and embarrassed for me. They're just assuming it was a big hit. And and I actually, mid-bit, it's like not going as I planned. I have to go, let's be honest, this thing shit the bed. And then yeah. finally, like, they're in on it. But yeah. I'm I'm like totally just operating out of insecurity. Uh, yeah, you're, you know, it's interesting because com- comedy out of insecurity never goes the way you want it to. It's, it becomes desperate. Yeah. And, like, what you were feeling was this thing. Thing that was a defeat to yes, you. Yes, yeah. But it was, in truth, is a great victory. You made a movie that was in theater. A so year you know later, I, mean? I have that point of view, yeah. Yeah, no, but when you're going through it, oh. it's, it's horrible. It's gut-wrenching. I mean, mm-hmm. I made a dog movie last year. 
<laughs> um, I've, I've been through it, you know. Um, but but then you realize, like, yeah, it's I did a dog movie, and my job is to go out and be funny on this show, and I got to be able to separate that from me being like, oh God, did Ben Stiller ever do a dog movie? You know, like, <laughs> who right, cares? right, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, but it takes a lot to get there. It really does. And I'm still not. I'm, I'm bitter as hell. Yeah. Well, I would imagine I'm thinking like you're 36, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of my final piece has come in like the last three years, mm -hmm. right? Which was I was so singular focused on someone like Will Ferrell mm -hmm. or Adam Sandler, whoever, mm -hmm. that I couldn't enjoy anything shy of that. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, I was like fuck dude you, you've been employed for 15 years what yeah. what did like you know get real and also uh kevin smith told me this like amazing thing i was lamenting to him about chips failing uh -huh. and of course he's had some failures and he goes you know what my trick is he goes imagine going back to yourself a 12 year old dax uh, on a playground and going hey dude when you grow up you're gonna direct this fucking <laughs> movie chips with motorcycle stunts it's gonna be yeah. all over the place he goes do you think young dax would go oh my god how much did it make? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're right. Yeah. I completely lost sight. Like I said, I've been through it. This is my fourth TV show and the others have not worked. Okay. They've got on air, <laughs> but they don't, they're certainly not around. But still. you had five great years of gainful employment. Yes. And, and it was three years of happy endings. And right? two of many. And it was great. And it was awesome. Uh, but Still, both those shows got canceled, you know, right when I was on them, you know? And so you, you, you. And do you and, take on, like, do you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Making History, I, when Making History got canceled, I don't think I, like, left my room for, like, a month. Really? Because, yeah, because it was, like, me front and center. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it was reviewed well, which mm -hmm. is great, but no one liked it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one, my family didn't like it. They did <laughs> You know, it was like a chore to watch and I love it. And I think it's so funny, but it's just, it didn't connect. So you, and then I was like, that's me. That's, that's my fault. Um, but, uh, but are you uh, able you know, to I, get, I'm bitter. Are you able to get objective about like, Ooh, maybe I can be within my lane. My point of view as a comedian yet put it in a package. That's a little more palatable for i try i mean i think that that's the goal to me is like to to keep your voice while getting people to see it and then you can push it um, right you, you gotta like kind of welcome people in yeah gently maybe mm -hmm. yes of course i mean and that's always hard when you bust it in in your career you like bust in with this big loud character yeah and it's kind of abrasive but people like that so then you have to go well i'm not really abrasive i'm actually like kind of soft and sweet yeah so now i want to bring you in this way Except my comedy is kind of hard edged, so it's a real toughie. Yeah, know? I say this all the time. It's like it, it's really tricky for a comedian to recognize that what brought you to the party might not be the same thing that keeps you at the party. No, and you have to, and you have, you have to evolve. I, 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 I don't do stand up. I wish that I spent my years, honestly, like doing stand up instead of improv. I feel like I would be better now if I was uh, had focused on myself a little more. I, I didn't work that hard. I mean, I, I was there every night and doing comedy, but I love improv and I, it's like what I was trained at, but there's something not exploratory. You're, you're, it's not you're, very personal. Yeah, you're only going as far as the scene and you can find truth in the scene that's like exploring stuff, but you're not being like, this is what I think. This is what the world, this is how the world affects me. And I feel like I wasted some time not doing that.
You know, you know, do you know what I mean? hundred percent. As I get older, yeah, I watch something like Chappelle. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel about Chappelle how I used to feel about Will Ferrell, which is like, wow, look at this guy bring you in mm -hmm. with this comedy and then teach you this thing about civil rights. To me, it's so powerful and like this awesome weapon you have as a comedian. Yes, and I oftentimes wish that I had more access to that for myself. Mm -hmm. Like I wish I could access those parts of myself to like sit down and actually write something and then get on stage and perform that and perfect it and have it be of value. Mm -hmm. um, but that may not be my skill set. Uh, well, you have know, you tried like, though? I've, I've tried and I've been on stage numerous times with a microphone, you know, like doing bits and stuff. But I have never like sat down and been like, these are the things I'm going to tackle. And and it takes 10 years. I mean, like you need, you yeah. need 10 years to be good at it. Uh, like 10 full uh, years. Yes. And that is a long, I don't have that. I got kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have that drive to like get out at, after the kids go to bed and do like 15 clubs all around the city. Like no way, my friend. And we yeah. up at six with the kids. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can also sell custom merch. Guys, this is what we do on Squarespace. We have a merch team, and we offer it all on a website beautifully built by Wobby Wob on Squarespace. Simply design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. With Squarespace, it doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services, they have all the tools you need to start selling online. Just take one of their professional website templates, then customize the look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so you can stand out online on any device. For a free trial, just head to squarespace.com DAX. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code DAX to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We are supported by Viator. When you're traveling, you want to get there and experience something new and fun. Like recently, I went off-roading on a Mexico vacation. Got to some locations we would have never gotten to otherwise. Got to see a huge waterfall. It was heaven. If you want to make your next trip memorable, you need to visit Viator. It's a website and app that'll help you book fun experiences and adventures all over the world. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences in over 190 countries. Like, now this is something I would do, a tour of Rome's gems on a vintage Vespa. I mean, how else are you going to find that? Yeah. Or how about a Jeep jungle tour if you're heading to Punta Cana? Fun. Another reason Viator is so great is it has 24-7 service. And you need that when you're on vacation with time zone differences and everything else. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. That's Viator, V-I-A-T-O-R, with the number 10. Who wants to fuss with inserting a card into a reader? Or worse, into a skimmer where your card information can be stolen? I wouldn't be here without Apple Pay. You wouldn't? No. None of the things I'm wearing. You'd be my here, skincare, but we'd have a lawsuit against you. Perhaps. I just, I, I use it 14 times a day. And if it's not an option on what I'm buying, I often don't buy it. Exact same. I'll fill a cart. I see they don't have Apple Pay. I'm out of there. I know. And remember how last year on Halloween I was going to go as Apple Pay? Yes, I do remember. I had to scrap it last minute because I didn't plan ahead, but I still think it's a great costume. Yeah, earmark it for a later. I will. Halloween. 
Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the Wallet app and you're good to go. Yeah, I, I hear you. But I do, I, it's funny because you'll hear, like, I'm sure you consume all this different comedy stuff mm -hmm. that I do. Like, you watch sign, you watch coffee and cars with comedians. I, I do. I, 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 I both watch it and I hate watch it. It's an odd phenomenon. Like, I love it and I also hate it. Okay, tell me why. I think I'm sure I know why you love it. Why I love it because it? it's these guys just like, heroes you know, and, heroes, yeah. like, you know, driving around. I hate it because I don't need to hear Jerry tell John Mulaney that he had the first black card. Mm. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, you just stopped being interested. Like uh, uh, Jerry trying to like, <laughs> you know, be like, hey, young kid, uh, I'm very cool and uh, <laughs> I'm very rich and um, I haven't seen a lot of your comedy, but people tell me you're interesting, but you're not that interesting because <laughs> I had the first American Express black card. And I'm like, you know, that's where Jerry to me, I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, uh, check out here. Uh-huh. So, do you at any moment though think like, oh, Jerry's a human too? Yes. And here's the new guard, and here's a young guy. Yes. And he's probably as confident and successful as Jerry is. Mm -hmm. He's probably nervous this younger guy thinks he's a hack or corny or goofy. Because I get that. Of course. And I love that. I Even love someone that. like you coming here, I'm like, oh, he probably thinks I'm oh, no. a, a, you well, know, I, a hacky. I've worked with everybody around you and everybody has such amazing things to say. So oh, I never that's think not, that. Okay. But I but but like Jerry is like on a Mount Rushmore in a way. Oh, a hundred percent. So um like and then he does have the reason I both hate it and love it is because then he does have also these like great moments, like his moment with Galfinac. Yes. I'm so glad you just brought this up because Oh, that moment was the best moment ever. Uh, about how he, he was um, very upset people were taking pictures of him. Yes. And Jerry goes, who cares? Yeah. It, that, that was like, I, I needed to hear I, that. I needed to hear that too. I needed to be like, that's right. You know, like, no one cares. We're all going to die. Get out and do your work. Like, yes. And I'll, Zach, and I love Zach. Me I too. Personally, but I got, he's a hero. And he was so hit when Jerry said that. Like, uh, you could tell he was like, uh-huh. Oh, it was you know? my favorite moment on that whole series. Because, it's the best moment of the anything in the show. Because I can, at one time, I completely relate to Galifianakis, sure. which is a total loss of control. Like someone's just filming you in your face sure. and you can't do anything about it. But at the same time, then Jerry goes, I don't have any presumption of uh, of anonymity or privacy when I go out to a coffee shop. Like you can't yeah. have that assumption of privacy and big fucking deal. And that and was, was my like, favorite part. He goes, the, 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 I love that speech. And then he goes at the end of it and it's over in two seconds. Yeah. He's like, I walk outside my apartment and someone goes, hey, Jerry. And I go, hey, <laughs> and it's over. Yes. It's that like, part of him is very aspirational. Yes. And I, I kept thinking when I was watching Zach talk about it, I was like, you should, everyone should be sit down and talk to you about this. A hundred percent. It's the number one thing that, like, when I've had friends who become weird in show business, yeah, it's like they all need to see that. Yes, it's a very easy trap. And again, I, I don't fault anyone because I do think it's just like we all have some desire of control in our life. And mm -hmm. yeah, I've been really guilty of it. I also think at times, not now, but I've at times been like him, like um, seemingly ungrateful for the best things that have happened to me because maybe they weren't exactly what I wanted them to be mm -hmm. and just go like, oh man, get get over yourself. Yeah, well, moving to New York, uh, I would say that I, these last two years have been a real, uh, like good emotional growth for me on that level because life 
hasn't gone the way I thought it would in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And so when that happens, I think before that, you know, I had just had like a network TV, an, another show canceled and did a dog movie. And like, I was kind of bumming, you know, and then real stuff happened with my family and I had to go take care of it. I had to like go take care like of parent it. Stuff. Like parent stuff. Uh-huh. And like, and, and sisters having babies and like, you, and my mom's gone. So like I had, you know, I real had, life, real life. Takes, yeah. You you forget about it and then you do it. And, and I, I don't spend as much time here, like seeing everybody's new billboards and stuff. And like, yeah, there's an, it, it made me kind of like, especially now that I have a show again, it's like, I feel very grateful and positive towards the process now. Oh, good. You know what I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. That I, two years ago, if I was in this chair, I think I'd be a little more like it's coming to me. Yeah. You just pointed out something that's never even occurred to me that like it's the unique torture of living in LA where you have to commute on sunset at some point. That's awful. Yeah. And sunset is building after building with peers with their face completely on the building and yeah. it looks like they're promoting the hell out of it. And then you're like, oh. And they're oh. not. They, they put those They put those billboards strategically like based on where the star lives. <laughs> oh, yeah. They did that. By the way, I jokingly said in a in a Chips marketing meeting, like, <laughs> I, I expect to see posters from my house all the way to my daughter's school every yeah. day. And by God, they were, I'm sure it only was in Los Feliz. They were on like bus, bus stops I'm and shit. I'm <laughs> convinced that the Champagne Ill New York billboard, there's one. Okay. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> they put it five blocks from my apartment i'm convinced <laughs> and it's not that big it's like kind of small and i'm convinced they did that so they're like it'll make adam happy yeah it cost us 10 g's okay. uh, yeah make we can adam make him happy, happy. Yeah. yeah and i walk out then when i saw it i was like dad yeah. <laughs> yes it totally worked yeah it worked it worked well listen i'm i'm working right now with alicia cuthberg oh my favorite yeah isn't she the greatest she is the greatest uh she's so fucking funny yeah she she uh physically looks a lot like my wife well same similar size yeah they have like a Blonde. very pronounced jaw yeah she's got she, she her they which they share with my wife as well which is that like blonde round large headed pointy chin that could like if she puts it in your back it'll get out a knot yeah, absolutely <laughs> and, yeah. and it looks like she could take a punch from oscar de la hoya like oh alicia solid jaw alicia has taken a couple of <laughs> right <laughs> she's been she's been through it but she's like the hillbilly version of my wife and i say that with love because i am okay, a hillbilly hick. myself yes totally hick from canadian hick. like calgary uh-huh who like she alicia could like skin a bear and live in it if she had to <laughs> yes yeah, and she's also like one of the most beautiful women on the planet it's she's a real i, I she's she's awesome i yeah. love her yeah Crazy. Crazy fun special gal. Yeah. But but so um yesterday I saw her at work and I said, Oh hey, I'm um, I'm interviewing Adam tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh what are your thoughts? Which is always like a fun question to uh-huh. ask someone who's worked with someone for oh, three God. years. Oh my god, what's she gonna say? No, she just straight loves you. Oh good, yeah. Yeah. And she said, um, because you you have a reputation of going rogue a bit yes. at times. Yes. But but you made an impromptu speech at her wedding. Uh it wasn't imp- she asked me to speak. I didn't Oh, like, she did. Okay. Yeah, I didn't okay. like <laughs> drunkenly walk up there and start speaking no we were all there all the whole cast was there Uh uh-huh and she wanted someone to speak from like hollywood Mm -hmm. and i you raised your hand and i then i was drunk and i was like i'll do it Uh uh-huh and then i and i gave a speech so it was impromptu in that way yes you you weren't told a week before no i was told at the wedding like hey alicia would love someone from this table to say something and i was like all right i'll do it Right. And she told me that he, um, Adam got up and they had really fancy menus. Mm-hmm. And he just read the menu. <laughs> 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 Which is fantastic. 
And yeah. she said, but I was also filled with anxiety uh, because you don't know where it's going to go. And then it's, at one point you did, you you made fun of the Catholic priest a little bit, maybe? A little bit, but, but I, you had to. Like, I mean, it was just a long ceremony. To. It was a long ceremony. I was more just like, you know, wanted to remind him that there were people of other faith in that church. You know? <laughs> Put him in his place let's a little do, bit. Yeah, let's do the Cliff Notes version of this. Yeah. I'll just pick up They're the pace. Long, uh, those Catholic ceremonies. The Catholic a Jewish wedding, it's like, you cool with this? <laughs> yeah, break that glass, make out in front of your family. <laughs> Everyone, like, let's go drink bad wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it's great. Are you practicing Jewish? No, I'm not practicing, but I do feel lately more vocal. Okay. I think it's important. Meaning like, owning your Jewishness. Owning, owning the fact... Because I, I do it a lot self-effacingly. You know, it's like a big part of my comedy, like, you yeah. know, Alan King style, um, like, oh, I'm a Jew. Mm-hmm. But lately, especially like the way things are going now, I lo- I think it's important to own it. Like, I don't believe in religion, really. I think it's pretty hard. But I do believe in, like, I tell all my Jewish friends and people that are just like, we're not white. And mm. I think it's important for some reason, like our parents' generation assimilated so hard that they were like, we're white, we're mm. white, we're okay. And mm-hmm. it's like very important to know that you are not white. You are not okay. Mm-hmm. And that when the shit hits Well, did fan, that march in Charlottesville remind you that? Charlottesville was big. I mean, Pittsburgh drove me nuts. Pittsburgh yes, yes, like yes. scared me hard. Yeah. You know, uh, my kids go to a Jewish preschool, you know, it's like that, that was real. That was very real for me. I, I really felt it. Yeah. Now, Charlottesville, I'm sure you watch coverage of that. Uh The fact that they were saying, Jews, you won't replace me. Yeah. Do you think a lot of Jews are gunning for their jobs? (laughs) No. That that was a very (laughs) confused. They've never met a Jew. There's no Jews there. Right. right? There's no Jews in in South Carolina. There aren't. And if they are there, they run the general store, like Deadwood style. Uh So so the term Jew is mythical. It's just this thing that like— you know, that's why, like, George Soros is code for, like, this Jewish kind of Illuminati that doesn't exist. No, like, yeah, they hate Soros. They hate Soros. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, he's just a rich Jew. And Well, he's just a lefty. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, not, it's, not any, he's not uniquely left. No, he's just, he's just a, well-funded, a really well-funded lefty Jew. Although, in their defense, I always like to try to be fair, sure. we certainly do that to the Koch brothers. We, we see them as, like, Darth Vader. Yes. They're also funding, like, I met somebody... I think maybe in the prostate cancer, I, I work with prostate cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. I want to say that someone was like, no, I like the Koch brothers. They funded more cancer research than anybody in the country. Well, like, ever, oh, that's, I guess you don't uh, hear that in my town. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's got a yin and yang on what they actually do. Yeah. But I do feel, I don't know, I feel a little bit like, the reason that they don't uh, know and they, they were so wrong about like Jews will not replace us is I think it speaks more to an age thing that I'm noticing lately with like, young people i mean you you're in the you are the guy from the movie that represents it so it's funny to be here talking to you but like what idiocracy yeah oh oh, yeah like (laughs) but like people are dumber in a way and because they can speak to you really easily and speak freely ideas that without someone correcting someone then become like real real ideas Mm -hmm. without anyone going like hey well, these you know, yes, somehow reading ideas seems to validate them. I think because yes. of our like old version of the only time we read was like a newspaper, which was vetted in research. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you you have this association with reading things 
yeah. that kind of validates them. And learning. Pe- people are so entitled about what they know and they don't know that it's a weakness not to know something. To acknowledge that you don't know something, you need to learn it, would be weak. Yeah. Like the, the example I would use is the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl did like this, um, you know, he does it sometimes like he brings the whole Nirvana band back together and then he has a bunch of people sing like Joan oh. Jett. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, Super Goes All for Charity. I worship Dave Grohl. He's the greatest. Yeah. And so he had a bunch of super cool people come and sing lead for Nirvana. And then he did one. And so I was watching it on YouTube, you know, being like, like, this is so cool. And then I, uh, like an idiot, scroll down to the comments. And the comment section is so crazy. <laughs> there are like 75% of the comment section is like, how dare the Foo Fighters cover Nirvana? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> for, for real. Like, yeah. And then like they genuinely guy, have no idea. And then one guy reads that or, or a girl reads that and they catch on. Then they write something and they're like, for real, man. <laughs> if I had to pick a band to do this, it would not be the Foo Fighters. <laughs> it would so not I, be some of the members of Nirvana. Yeah. And then like another thing is like, Dave Grohl should never touch these songs. These are Kurtz. <laughs> and you're like, oh my this God. This is crazy. These are, these are 10 year olds, 13 year olds, 15 year olds, six, like, yeah. Who just, don't know and didn't bother to look. Yeah. You know that the 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 analogy I always use is like everyone knows when you're on your way into 7-Eleven and you see a guy with a sleeping bag on the ground and a parrot on his shoulder, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to engage with that gentleman. No, you you're are. just like, you know, he's probably got a different worldview than I do and we'll, they'll probably not intersect. Yeah. Yet I I give everyone online this kind of credit of being a normal sane human being. And I got to remind myself, many of the people commenting are the dude with the parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. And I got into it. I, first of all, I clap back online. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I clap back way too much. Uh, yes. Because I have a thin skin a uh, little bit and like I'm easily baited. Me too. So I, and like, I feel the need to be like, you idiot, you know, but which doesn't do anything. No. But like, I recently got into it. So the, the title of my new show is called Champagne Ill. Okay. Right. Which is like. A, I-L-L. I-L-L. Play on Illinois. So we released a trailer. And on Twitter, I got like, I would say spammed would be the word okay. by people who live in Champaign, Illinois, okay, who sure. are pissed mm-hmm. that we didn't shoot it there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which oh is God. like, <laughs> so I flipped out, you know, because I'm like, you know, in an Uber being like, the hell? Uh-huh. And I start like losing it. I'm like, you fucking idiot. What do you think? They shot Star Wars in space? You think the toys really come alive when we walk out of the room, you fucking dummy? Like, and then he, and then they write back to me, well, it still would have been nice to, and he's like, oh, I'm arguing with insane people. Like, Jaws was not, you think that there's a real shark there? Yeah. Like, it's like being like, oh, I can't believe they harmed that giant shark. Like, it makes no, it's so dumb. It's yeah. so dumb. But, but, so, do you, do you drill down deep? Because because I try to look for the pattern of things that I get irate about. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a ton of stuff that just rolls off my back. Sure. And then there are certain things, like I'll tell you the one for this podcast that drives yeah. me bonkers, uh-huh. is you don't have enough diversity. I, I read that, uh, pro- what is probably just an innocent desire for more perspective, I read it as an accusation that I'm a racist. Right. So when I start defending from a place that I'm not a racist, I, I'm just I'm out of you out, out of control. You look <laughs> well, also no, I do. Yeah, yeah, you look. Racist. I have several times. Yeah, you're like I'm not 
right. Why am I saying this? You know? <laughs> yes, but 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 because it, it 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 attacks maybe like a core value I do think I have, I I overreact. So I'm wondering if the Champagne Illinois thing for you is like you think I am a nice person and I am trying to celebrate your town and now you're accusing me of having harmed your town. Is, yeah. Is that what's going I think on? So. Yes. I think I think I w because I did say in one of them when I got really heated, I was like if someone had made a TV show about my hometown with two comedians when I was a kid, I'd be psyched. Uh-huh. And, of course, he wrote back, like, who are the comedians? I was like, you <laughs> motherfuckers! <laughs> oh, that's good. You know, but I, uh, I love every now and then, too, you're completely bested. Oh, which I'm is bested humiliating. all the time. I, I'm bested all the time. I'm owned. I'm pawned. I'm owned. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I clap back. I really kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I clap but back But also, then, do you go through this? Because, not like, first of all, I regret doing it, always. Mm -hmm. and I delete them, like, an hour later, yeah. I go back and I'm like Kevin Harding it. Yes, and and I and I'm and I'm embarrassed. I I'm so easily ensnared. Yep, and I'm I'm embarrassed that, that I punched down. I'm like because yes. I'm up here like kind of king of my own castle. I should have no. They should that that shouldn't even hit my windshield. Exactly. But I'm a human being, and I it's hard. I read those things, and an hour later, I'm still thinking about them. Yeah. It's, but do you also have the other layer of like, oh man, I blew by. 12 comments from people saying I love you yes. and then I gave attention to someone who said I hated you. Yeah, I think that's the performer's dilemma. Ah. Where like we are trying to fill a hole mm. with laughter or praise or applause or definitely approval, attention definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and getting it does not really work no and and so you're always going to look at the thing that you didn't it's like even when you get it it doesn't fill that hole yeah so the first thing you go to is the one negative thing because that's what you can like actually feel you can actually yes. touch that you know i think that even transitions into my relationships that have gone the distance which is as a comedian searching for approval I need the person I'm in love with to be withholding just enough approval from yes. me. Yeah. Do you have that? Oh yeah, my wife hates me. Okay. Um, <laughs> my wife hates me and I love it. My wife hates me and I love it. Uh, no, I, 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 I m m my wife and I have a really beautiful romantic story and we were together in high school and then we broke up and like found each other again. I love it so much, the, the life and, and like how we get to do it together. Yeah. She does not give a shit about me. Mm. And my career, mm -hmm. it and it, I don't think it would work for me if someone did. I think yeah. I would just instantly be like, eh, "Why? Did, I don't care." Like a, the fact that you care makes me not care. A thousand percent. Um, and I want to. I want. I'm always looking for her to laugh, and she never laughs. It's like that. Ye, that makes me love her more. Yeah, you want someone to support you. Yes, but you don't want a fan. No, you don't want a fan. So, what what grade in high school did you get together? Uh, senior year. Senior she, year. She's a year older than me. So oh, she left. Well done. I was a junior and she left. And then we didn't, we were like talking, but you know. And then she, did she go away to college and mm -hmm. want to make out with football players? And I, stuff? I assume, yeah. yeah. Why, I hope I, she did. Uh, football players, cheerleaders, whatever she did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. And um, how long were you broken up before you? Five years. Okay. Yeah. We like got to be people. That's really helpful. Yes, it is very helpful to find out who you are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We needed that. Um, but my my parents are high school sweethearts, and her parents are high school sweethearts. Okay. And so when we reconnected, it was so, like, I just want to say, like, when you put a key in a lock and it turns and you, you have that nice feeling of, like, ah, oh, the lock can't, comes down, it, like, fits. You're like, this is perfect. Uh-huh. 
Um, so you get out of high school. You grew up in New York. Your dad's yes. a doctor. My dad. Well, my <laughs> yeah. My parents were actors and in a rock band. Oh, really? When I was a kid. Yeah. My parents were in a, a rock band um, called Pally and Pal. Mm. That toured the Catskills. Was mom pal? <laughs> mom was pal. Okay. Um, <laughs> until she became Pally. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and they would do stuff like my dad would be playing piano and my mom would like climb on the piano and be like, you know, you know what the most important thing in the world is, Steven? And my dad would be like, what's that, Karen? She'd be like, friends. And my dad would be like, oh, you got to have friends. And uh -huh. they'd like play that song. Ah. Is there, is there uh, like there's no eight millimeter of it? There's no 70s, okay. but there's a lot of audio, a ton of audio. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, and like we have all their old headshots and stuff, <laughs> posters, it's cool. But so then my, and my dad was an actor in New York, you know, like going out for soap operas and whatnot. No until, kidding. Until I was like seven. I have a younger two younger sisters so but the third one wasn't there yet my okay. second one was there second sister and uh he he was like you know what i don't love this and so he moved us to chicago and he went to medical school at university of chicago and then when i was 11 he moved us back to new jersey okay and so and then he was a doctor so i've known him and in, in my mom in like very different lives yeah so lives. you were in chicago from what age to 11 to 11 Seven to 11. That's why my accent is like, Confusing. you know, that's when you like form your accent. Yeah, that's uh, why I sound like I'm like a Ditka. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, so um, my dad is a doctor now. So you've also, similarly to me, I think, lived in hugely different socioeconomic yes. stratas at different yes. points. Yeah, yeah. We, we were broke most of my life uh -huh. until, we, until we moved to New Jersey and he had a practice. We had no, we had no money. So we lived, like the three of us were in Stuyvesant Town in like a one bedroom apartment uh -huh. in my childhood. Yeah, and so you you probably to your younger siblings, like my sister's life compared to mine is va vastly oh, different. Yeah. That's why I my littlest sister's so fucking lazy. Uh -huh. <laughs> so lazy. She wouldn't even like pick me up at the airport. Uh, like, good for her. I'm like, that's because we were born rich. <laughs> my sister's not lazy at all, but she did go to like a private school and stuff. And yeah, it's just it's a different so life. different. Yeah. Um, but how did you end up getting into the actor studio. I was at the University of Arizona for two years and I had a really good time, but I like was not gonna make it. I I like, you, like to go party. to Havasu and shit. I didn't do that because I'm a Jew. Like they oh, right. Jews at Havasu, yeah. but like I did like uh, it's not a safe space. No, really. but like I would come here and I would go to Vegas and like you know I was like yeah I I, I wasn't gonna make it. Yeah. So I made a movie um on 16 millimeter during a break and sent it to the new school and I got in. And so I, I was like, all right, maybe I should do that. Then I got to New York and instantly was like, oh, the new school, it, this is bad to say, but it's like, this is great, but I really should be at the Upright Citizens Brigade every night. Right. Like that's where it's at. Right, and so you were doing both. You were going to UCB at during, night. And I was doing college during the day and uh, like interning at the theater every night. And okay. Throwing up bottles and shit. Right, you're a good, I've seen you, like I, I saw you in Night Owl, I think was the first thing I saw yeah, you in. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like act, and you're incredibly natural and wonderful. Oh, thank you. Do you attribute it to that or? Yes, I think acting school is tough. I think it's like, you really do it to erase this like one thing that you have to learn to erase, which is embarrassment. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. self-consciousness. Yeah, it's like actors can't do that. You, I can be embarrassed during the day like now i feel embarrassed like my belly is like touching my <laughs> mantis but like i if we were shooting and and you're directing and you're like okay so you take your shirt off i'd be like yep it's like i don't i can't be embarrassed and i think that's what acting school really does to you because you walk in you're like 
super nervous and you're still trying to get laid to yeah. so you want to look cool and then they go okay get in the leotard and put on a lion mask yes act like an animal <laughs> yeah There's and you're like things. and like you hate it and it's it's dumb mm -hmm. it really is dumb yeah but at the same time after you've done that it doesn't seem so scary to like get naked and sit on an apple box till De Niro walks in the room, uh -huh. you know, uh, which I've never had to do, but I just was like thinking of a scary thing. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Now in um, James Lipton, how does he fit into that place? I don't know what the politics of it are anymore, but when, when I graduated, they had a rule that you had to go see and, and have a t your attendance taken at two actor studios. So I, I, I've obviously didn't pay attention to that and then had to run and the last one i got was jennifer lopez um it's a super funny story because you asked her on a date when you asked your question yeah <laughs> kind of now like it doesn't that bit doesn't hold up great oh right <laughs> you know it's like why did i ask her out <laughs> well because Jesus, it was 2000 was like, what yeah it was really i guess i am in the patriarchy <laughs> <laughs> as it turns out yeah all i gleaned from that was like oh you loved out of sight too that's one of my favorite movies the best isn't that movie the best and have you heard the behind the scenes stuff that those two didn't get along? Who, Clooney and Lopez? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the fucking chemistry is so hot. I've never seen in that trunk. Oh, that he's like, trunk. and he's got his hand on her, on her butt, and he's like, his like tapping his fingers. It's so hot. It's in so the hot. red light in the oh, trunk with well, the brake lights. That's vintage Soderbergh. I, I I wanted Monica really bad to watch it with me because it's one of my all time favorites. I hadn't seen it. Did you like it? I did, but it didn't. It and while I was watching it with doesn't her, I was starting up. getting self-conscious. It doesn't hold up. What it is, is it's the first step towards Ocean's Eleven. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is it is paradigm yes. shattering at that time. But, but, but Monica liked it. But, of course, I could see it wasn't the experience that I had because... It wasn't Earth, it wasn't groundbreaking for her now after seeing Ocean's Eleven and all these other things that had this snappy, fun, uh, musically yeah. driven yeah. vibe. I, I mean, I felt that way. Like one of I was shown like with Nail and I, um, oh. and I love that movie. Right? Like I was like, oh, this is the precursor to like a lot of like Rogan's shit. I I think is like kind of reminiscent of with Nail and I. Like dudes hanging out uh -huh. is kind of with Nail and I in a lot of ways. And then I showed it. I showed it to my wife. Yeah, and she was like, "All right, I mean, do we have to watch the whole thing?" Oh, right. I think I got the tone. Yeah, the vibe and she's already. like, "I see how why you love this." Yeah, can I go in another room? It, it, it had been a little overhyped to me because by the time I saw it, it was already ten years old. And right. you know, comedians tend to love that movie. They do, they do. And but I needed to see it because I realized that I had been doing that shticks without ever seeing where it came from. Right, you which know? can totally happen. Right. Yes, yes, totally. Because there's so many variations of that now. Yeah, but I needed to see where like. That's kind of where a lot of my shit comes from. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Monica, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? I want to say I would write and read my New Year's resolution. Yeah, uh, I would too. That would yeah. be the same. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you so that you can make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities. So you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. 
Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DAX. We are supported by Celebrity Cruises. On most vacations, you pick a place to go. You eat the same food over and over, and you lie on the same beach. But with Celebrity Cruises, you can explore a new destination every day across Europe, the Caribbean, or Alaska. You can have it all. An absolutely incredible ship with delicious restaurants, nonstop entertainment, and the best rooms at sea. And now you can book with Celebrity's semi-annual sale. To book, go to Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to select sailings. Savings amount varies by destination. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships, registry, Malta, and Ecuador. We are supported by Sleep Number. Sleep is so important for your overall health and well-being. And if you don't get enough of it, there could be some serious negative impacts. So how do you make sure you get some quality rest? Well, it starts with a good mattress, like the Sleep Number Smart Bed. It was designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can take your sleep to the next level. Boy, I got to tell you, having just traveled back and forth to India and skipped 12 time zones, I get reminded of how absolutely imperative good sleep oh, is. Oh, it's so necessary. You cannot even feel like a human being you if you're can't. not. <laughs> the best part about Sleep Number is you can easily adjust your firmness. And while you sleep, Sleep Number smart beds automatically respond and adjust to your movements throughout the night. It's heaven. And if you want to improve your health and well-being, Sleep Number is where you should start. Sleep Number smart beds can show your ideal sleep and wake-up schedule and the best times for activity like working out and winding down. Sleep next level with a Sleep Number Smart Bed. It's the only bed that lets you adjust each side to your ideal firmness and comfort. Your Sleep Number setting. Only at Sleep Number Store or SleepNumber.com. Um, I will think of myself as a coward if we leave this interview without me bringing up a couple things. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that setup? I feel like we're going to fight. No, yeah. we're not going to fight. You're so much bigger than I me. Think I, relay <laughs> um, I think I have a lot of similar instincts to you. Um, I watched a couple clips. I watched this this thing that you presenting at the shorties. <laughs> <laughs> And I watched that before I ever met you. And even before I asked Alicia what kind of guy you were. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he, he can be mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm what, very mean. Yeah. Well, tell, but tell, you're not, clearly. But you're not. At all. I don't think I am. I can be. Yeah. Walk me through that. Um, I had, I had to present three awards. And oh. they told me it was going to be like a chunk of time. Oh, okay. And so they were very loose about it, you know, because... <laughs> you know yeah 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 and they were like you it's know the you, shorties yeah you, they're like you can read the prompter but like be funny okay so it's like okay and then that's what was funny to me right is that you know this was going on was right so just in, in a nutshell it's a an award show for sh it's an award show for branded content right mm. right 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 so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for me i probably i would have just been like mm, i'm not gonna do that 
Yeah. You know, Once like, again, I don't want to go I didn't to look at the junket. I was like, I had a movie coming out, and I was like, oh, where am I going? What is going it on? It was on a schedule. It was on a schedule. Okay, and, and you kind of just woke up at something you didn't want to be at. Kind of, but it wasn't even that I didn't want to be there. It was like, I, I would have said yes to do it, because that's part of the job, is that you have to do it. It was more, I was asked to be funny, and the funny thing to me was how serious it was being taken for what it is and like there was yeah because the the video package you introduce monica is basically like people on instagram who have um breathed life into different products yeah oh god so the clips that he shows are you know it's just objectively bonkers it's bonkers that we're like Mm -hmm. like that we all have to be like and and (laughs) these people who uh, made this campaign for sprite remix Uh (laughs) such an amazing job and like but but at the same time there was another part of me was like oh those people are in the audience that is the big thing in their life yeah but i look at like like kimmel who's a, a mutual friend of ours right uh Jimmy, who who I talked to the the next day, sure was, which by the way is straight up his alley. That's a bullseye, and that's for why, him. and that's why he, he reached out to me. Thank God, because I was really nervous. Oh, like, was there blowback? From yeah, that? a lot of. Blowback. Oh, there was. I didn't even know that. A lot of blowback. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, sorry, bro. No, no, no. That's, that's okay, I don't mind. <laughs> it is but but um, I told him I was like, while I was doing it, I just kept feeling like I was watching you do what you do at the upfronts. Mm-hmm. Which is like every year, ABC flies him to New York, yeah, and he goes out there and he destroys them, yeah, and they he clap sh- and they shits love on it, them, yeah. But again, that goes back to this like new wave thing where like I I just don't think that people have the same sense of humor that they once did. Well, another little distinction I would just make is that he's pretty much making fun of you know very well paid famous actors yes. and huge successful show creators. Yeah, in that, so it's like the the butt of the joke seems like they're they're lofty enough that they well, can that, stomach it. It, it same it seemed the same thing to me. That we're at we're at an award show. I mean, these people are dressed up, black tie. Uh-huh. You know, they're clearly paid. They're getting money from these brands. Like, yeah. can't we take? If there's anyone that can like have the piss taken out of them, mm-hmm. it's branded content stars, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's not. And what yeah, did Jimmy they, say? <clears throat> Jimmy was like, "Don't don't apologize." Which I think he would tell me to apologize if if I was wrong. He would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he would be the first one, but he was like, I think what he meant by it was like, when you eventually do need to apologize, if you've apologized for this, it won't right. mean the same thing. That's this true. Is clearly, yeah, because we're all gonna fuck up. Yes, pushing of the boundary. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to apologize. Jimmy's fucked up, you know. Yes. Um. So I eventually will have to, and I think that you got to be really careful about what you do it for. Right. That's interesting. Now, do you in general like roasts? No. I think I can take it. Like, I don't know what would honestly, like, I don't know what they would say that would, like, make me nuts. Right. There's no B-side to those jokes, you know, like, uh, yeah. but it just is not, I don't, the situation is not being called out enough for me, like, no one's talking about what's actually happening. Like we're making these jokes about your fat, your career, your, you know. Yeah. I mean, but no one's else talking about the fact that like we're all paid to be here to do. No one's doing well, right? We're roasting, right? Right. You know, there's no self awareness in well, it. Well, and I think that's even driving the yeah the anger. Yes. Yeah. That's why I can't. I don't. The whole thing just like seems it. very unhealthy to me. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like and it. I can also admit, like, I'm just too sensitive for that. I don't. I try to avoid hearing negative shit about myself because <laughs> yeah. it affects me. And of why? Course. Why on earth would a you know human being? Yeah. In the same way, I wouldn't sit down and eat like you know 
chocolate covered french fries for breakfast i just you know i'm gonna try to avoid that french fry article this week was a real killer did you see it no what was that french fries are like Worse for you than cigarettes. No. Oh my god! What? Yeah, because, because of the, of the concentration of the grease, like Ugh. just the way they're 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 formed. Oh, I believe it. I believe like, they're too fucking good. I know like when something's yeah. fry, too good to be true. Each French fry you eat is like horrible. Is a pack of camels. It's like horrible. Were you ever a smoker? Um, no, I, I weed. I I like. Yeah. I'm a big time you know jew maintenance pothead. I've pointed this out in here in the past. Mm-hmm. It's very curious to me, and I and I like it. Um, so I've been sober for 14 years. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And I've, so I've been to a trillion AA meetings mm-hmm. and I see a bunch of different types of people. And there's a weird, this anecdotal, I haven't done a, a blind study, but when Jewish folks are in recovery, they are, I think, disproportionately there for weed. Like, mm. I don't know what it is about. Jews and weed. Yeah, kind of like Irish folks and alcohol. There's, yes. I think there's something there. Sure, sure. I mean, well, weed is prevalent in a lot of cultures. You oh, know, I would for say, sure. I would say like, like weed is, a, is around for us. I have nothing to base this on, yeah. but it is, I, I think it does. It's, it's, I'm clinically depressed as I think a lot of uh, comedians and actors are. Yeah. And I think the, now just Americans, Americans, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. America. Uh, I think that weed is a, you know, for me, it helps me in a lot of ways. Like it's a decent. Your life is more enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's just like a good little thing. Yeah, um, and it doesn't take me out of stuff. Like there, I definitely pay a stoner tax. Like I lose sunglasses and baseball hats. Like nobody's <laughs> business. But um, I, I think the positives of it are really helpful for me. They least. outweigh. Yeah, they outweigh from everything from like digestion to. Uh, anxiety. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think Jews. I don't know why, for Jews, I don't want to like you know. There's so many jokes you can make like that. We're always like you know, no, we're gonna get chased out and the anxiety. Right. But I, I, uh, Donald Glover. I was reading an article with him because he he's he's been really kind of focused on the marijuana in for, for like the young black man. He Getting like, him on it or off of it? Not either. He's okay. just obsessed with the the fact that like a lot it's of so it's tied. so prevalent. Yeah, and tied. And I think that it might be with Jews too. And what he says is like there's a PTSD factor from it, where it's like a soothing you know thing because so it's so stressful to be a young black man. Fuck yeah, every yeah. day. Uh huh. So there's like this de-stressor. and I I would never say that Jews have even a modicum of that, but I do think we were brought up to fear right what's going to happen Mm -hmm. and so for the yuppie you know everyday jew weed can kind of like (sighs) take a breath it is a weird thing because we brush it off you know Mm -hmm. like in the same way that we say to black folks like well slavery ended in 1860 what you know uh, similarly you know, World War II was 70, 70 years, years ago, ago. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you had grandparents who witnessed all that. And to think that that, like, that that's not baked in culturally. Yeah, mentally, as the moment you're born. Yeah. You know, that's there because your parents felt it and now you felt it. And, like, I, I'm a little holistically new wave about that stuff, but I do believe that stress gets passed down through the baby, like, without them knowing. Just knowing there was a moment in history where all of the folks like you were rounded up and it just yeah. minimally you go well i know it's an option it, oh yeah. it happened and it's, it's and definitive it, and then it like triggers me a little is that there's so little of us like when those censuses come out 
Yeah. It is so shocking how many Jews there's no there's no Jews. Really? In in the United States. Like, like what's the the national population? I don't know it. I don't in anyone I'll have their find, phone. I'll find out. For uh, oh, what's the phrase say the phrase that I thought was scotoma but it's not? Um Bader Meinhof. Bader Meinhof. I suffer from Bader Meinhof because I grew up in Michigan close to West Bloomfield. Uh -huh. All my dad's girlfriends were Jewish. Right. My brother converted. I now live in LA with tons of Jews. Like, I, I think that the too. country is 10% Jewish. <laughs> me too. I grew up in New York and I spent my career in LA and a little time in Chicago. Like right. Jews are I thought that's just part of it. Yeah. But that's why I I've like I was saying before about not being white. It's like when you see that census, I think it might be less than one percent. Right. There are no Jews. And the reason that is, is because we're all immigrants, but six million of us didn't get to come here. Right. How many so, are in Israel? Do we know? We not know. that many. Israel is the size of Rhode Island. Is you know? it? Israel is one of the smallest countries in the world. Israel's this Should big. I buy it? <laughs> I don't think right now is the time. <laughs> I let that value go down a little. <laughs> it's a distressed property. We would call it, we would label it a distressed yeah. property. <laughs> yeah. Don't build no hotels on that. Um, I did see... I, the reason I got sober is I love cocaine. Uh -huh. I fucking love it. So do I. I really enjoy it. <laughs> it's good. You got arrested once. I did, yeah. This is my ultimate fear come true. I just want to tell you one quick story. Go for it. When I was doing Idiocracy, I would get sober for movies, but I went down a week early for a table read. And then after the table Where did you read, shoot that? In Austin. Okay. So after Oof. the table read, I Probably. found myself out on 6th Street. Right. I found myself with a bag of cocaine. Right. I was up all night. I had to take a flight back to LA. I'm in the like first class lounge. And then I want to go do some. And then I, I go into the bathroom and then I don't want the, I've already gone through security with it, mind you. Which is crazy. Stupid and fucking crazy. crazy. But I hide it in this toilet uh, dispenser in, in the handicap stall, right? I go in there and do a couple bumps. And then I go back to the bar and have a couple Drinks. Jack and Diets. Yeah, of course. And then I head back into the handicap stall and I reach up there to grab it and it's gone. Right. And I now I'm convinced that when I exit you. this yeah, handicap stall, there's going to be like eight TSA yeah. guards or whoever would crack down. I'm convinced the whole thing's a sting somehow. Yes, yes. And I stay in the stall for like 20 minutes, convinced I'm going to jail right before the movie starts. Yeah. So I, I have lived with the panic of- You're making my, I'm sweating. <laughs> right story. You're making me feel terrible. Uh, um, yeah, no, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, well, I, mine was just like bad luck. Okay. Um, it was my 34th birthday. Uh-huh. And um, I went out in New York and was like tearing it up. Yeah. And didn't even, re someone passed it to me. Didn't even realize that I like had it on me. You were the last guy to go run to the bathroom. I didn't even get to the bathroom because my other buddy was like, let's go have a cigarette outside. So we went outside and then he was smoking weed. And okay. we were on like 54th Street, which is, what, what I learned after my arrest was like, New York City, if anyone's listening, like, do not smoke weed. It is not cool. Like, right. people smoke weed on the street in New York City like it's nothing. Yeah. You can do that if you're not anywhere from like 34th to 57th Street. Okay. Those, That's the, the no, no the, smoke Since 9-11, that is just like... All those buildings are filled with FBI. Okay. It's like cops all over New York. Uh -huh. and they all are in this one area. And we, I was just like smoking weed brazenly uh -huh. right there. Sure. And uh, well, Because you guys have medical marijuana in New York? No, we don't have anything. You it's don't illegal. have anything? It's illegal. Oh my gosh, and New I was York? Living, yeah, and I lived here at the time. So I was like, mm. thought, yeah, you're allowed to smoke it anywhere. anywhere. I was like just smoking a, a weed on the street. Yeah. But you can't. And the cops came up to me and they like cuffed me and, and searched, searched me. And then the next thing they did was Google me. And then, oh. and then oh. I started crying instantly. You did? 
as soon as they came up to me, I was started hysterically crying. I was oh, like, it's oh, over. Yeah. I'm getting arrested. My career is over. Oh, and did, did it make headlines or anything? Oh yeah, it's still, <laughs> it's still the number one. If you because I have this like also this crazy like uh, right wing enemy faction because of the president show. Uh huh. They're you, digging at all times. If you Google me, it's right there. Oh, that I comes can't out. get it moved down. Even ahead of gay. Because let me just say, for people who don't know, like I had an actor friend of mine who goes, look, I, I think a lot of people think I'm gay. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, type in my name and the first suggestion yeah. is gay. Yeah. And then I do it and I go, oh, wow, yeah. But then I just decided, mm, type in my own name. Same thing, is gay. I this is the number all, one. Yeah. <laughs> every, I, I do have a lot of that because I played a gay character. Okay. So I do get a lot of that. But no. I think it, though every single person. Human has that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. And then it goes wife. Uh, right, 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 like right. gay wife, and then how much money? But I, I yeah. So it, it, if you Google it, even just googling my name now, it's uh -huh. like the first thing that comes up, and I have to take all these insurance tests for movies. Oh, you sucks. do. Yeah. And yeah. did you have to make like a statement or anything? No, no. Oh, okay, I just, yeah, just kept uh, it yeah. moving. Just kept it moving. Put my head down. It's like, hey man, uh, it's price of admission with old Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you're gonna end up on the ground. And do you think you have stayed in the zone of it being everything being fine as far as partying, or do you, or do you have moments where you're like, oh, I gotta rein this in, or oh, is I think it as all humans reach a certain age, you you have to question your consumption. Right. I would say that, you know, there'll be morning, like this morning I was in, we had our premiere party last night oh, and I was yeah. like, I woke up and I was like, I can't move. Like I am <laughs> so old. I can't fucking move. And like, I didn't even really go hard last night. I was just like, had a couple tequilas and went home at one o'clock and like, it's pretty good. Woke up and like, oh my God, I feel horrible. And so I, yeah, those moments I definitely like, I got to cut this out. Uh huh. But also I'm a, I'm a fun time. Yeah, you're a good time Charlie. Oh, a good time Charlie party boy. You know? Yeah, Got yeah. my little skimpy shorts. I like to have a good time. Yeah, everyone <laughs> likes you. <laughs> Some people. No, I, everyone I've met that knows you likes you a lot. Yeah, to know me is to like me. <laughs> From afar, it's like, hey, I don't want to get caught up in that. Does it make it, the, the one, here, I'll tell you, whenever we're, I'm, we're with a bunch of other parents and we're like on a family vacation, everyone's drinking at night, I'm so jealous. I'm like, oh, they just got to shift gears from the chaos of being a parent to being relaxed in like nine minutes. It must take you a little time. But the next morning, always at like 6.37 in the morning, we're all in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. Because I'm the only one here that doesn't feel like shit. Yeah. Well, you and, must, you, you look great. Oh, <laughs> I feel like, and I feel like my you. skin is gray. <laughs> I'm like flaky. No, you look, no, you look wonderful. I, I, uh, I mean, I find that my like little vape weed pen yeah. rig is enough that like I at night, like, especially before bedtime, because it's such a war, yeah. I can like be like, I'm gonna go take a shit. Take like 20 minutes uh -huh. on the phone, even if I don't shit. Sure. <laughs> I'm just yeah. sitting in there and I I like can like downshift a little. Yeah. It's very you know, from pickup to bedtime is tense. It is. It is. It is tense. It is. Yeah. It's all hands on deck. It's all hands on deck. Yeah. And like we we we're nannied up too. It's, uh -huh. it's not like we're like you know. Well, that's my Bialik over here. But like we do our best. Yeah, I always say like we have help eight till six. That's great. and it's still fucking brutal. And when you wake up and have we have the same hours uh -huh. between five a.m. and eight a.m. <laughs> Could not go slower. Or the weekends for us. Oh my god, the, week oh, the weekends, weekends are like nightmares. Yeah, it feels like it's like eighty four hours those two days. Weekends, <laughs> but Monday mornings after I drop 
the kids off, yeah. I run right back to my bed if I have nothing to do. Uh-huh. And I curl up, I cry. Like, like <laughs> the crying. I'm like running a cold shower over myself. <laughs> yeah. like, this can't be it. I'm like singing a song on the way to work. Like I'm going to fucking Tahiti yeah. or when something. When I had a trailer work. Oh, when you have a trailer, a trailer and you have kids. And you can hide in there you can a little hide bit. And you can uh, jerk off in there. Yeah, it's like the jerk greatest. yourself off. Oh, God. Relax. God, I dream about jerking myself off. Yeah. <laughs> just or just room. Just laying on a couch like flat. Without someone jumping on your nuts. Oh my God. All that stuff is so luxurious. I don't have any, and like, I have no piece of that right now, especially like I saw the construction you have going on. Yeah. We gutted our apartment when we found out we were having another kid and it's still not done. And so we're in corporate housing still with three kids and a dog. Ugh. And yeah. Like, and a, yeah, a new child. A new a child. And I have no, I have to like, you need that jerk babe. off in an airport bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place I can. <laughs> My best friend Aaron Weekly used to, um, we worked together in this industrial complex and there was a lamp store at the end of the block and he used to go in there in their bathroom and jerk off. <laughs> I thought that's so hardcore to go to the lamp store bathroom. Oh yeah, I have, a, I have friends that are like, if I get a long flight, I have to jerk off. <laughs> like that. A long flight. I've done that a few times in the yeah, bathroom. But you gotta be damn certain no one's like you gotta it's like middle of the night flight. Yeah, it's gotta be a red. You can have someone knocking on the door. No, because then you're like in a minute. Yes. You're like chafed and you're like, do I finish this up? No, I have, like I've woken up from like with like from like a hot sex dream or something on a plane. With raging with wood. raging <laughs> wood. It's like the morning. You know, and you're like, God damn it, what do I do? Oh, so tell me about your show before you go. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh it's it's called Champagne Ill and it's on YouTube. Shot in Champagne, shot Illinois. In, shot in there. <laughs> yes. All locals. Uh, um and it's uh it stars me and Sam Richardson from Veep. Who I is love him. The greatest. I best love dude. He's amazing. So we play picture like Drake, the the rapper, uh-huh. played by Jay Farrow. So there's like a version of Drake played by Jay Farrow. Uh-huh. And we are his two best friends from high school who didn't go to college and didn't get jobs. And we just have been on his entourage for the last 15 years. Uh-huh. And then um, Drake dies. Oh, geez. Mm. Oh, and no. so we have to, we have no money and no education, <laughs> and no driver's license. And, <laughs> no driver's license. <laughs> no, none of our own clothing. <laughs> So and we have to like we learn how to clothing. we have to learn how to live. And you move back to Champaign, uh-huh. Illinois. Well, we have no choice. Yeah, we don't have homes. Do you move in with your parents? Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a hip hop eastbound and down a little. Oh, yeah, fun. that's it's, great. It's it's all. I'm so proud of it. I it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and do you write? I did. I got produced it, and it was like one of the first times I've ever gotten to like have an idea with these guys, and no one touched it. Like oh. it got from where we wanted to 10 episodes with like a full budget. We didn't have to sacrifice. YouTube's kind of good about that, right? Yeah, they were, they were great. I mean, I don't know what YouTube is. Like, I don't know, I don't know where to find it. I wish I could tell all the listeners where to find it. I do not know. Uh, I'm hoping it'll just flash on someone's computer. But. Well, our good friend, Ryan Hansen, our best friend, he has a show on YouTube called Ryan Hansen Solves Crimes on yeah, Television. it's great. Yeah, and most of the jokes within the show are about what is YouTube bread? I mean, yeah. yeah, I feel I don't even think it's called YouTube Red anymore. Not anymore. It's now it's just premium. changed it. But now it's actually a really cool service because you you get all the other and you get sports. Yeah, you can get live shit on. Yeah, it. so I think they actually have a a real a shot chance. at becoming. I, I don't. I hope so, and I don't care. You know, yeah, that's like, healthy. As long as you get, as long as a place is willing to let me do ten episodes, it doesn't matter. Because like, I I was just someone just told me they're doing a show on IMDb. 
And I was like, <laughs> it can't even be real. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I was like, that is, who cares then? Who cares? Oh, 100%. I, if you're going to hit my quote, I'll do a show for uh, you on your web browser. I don't care. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever been at the airport and it says like, follow us on I just had this thought yesterday when I landed. I was like walking by this grill, this like bar and grill in the airport. And was like, follow us on Twitter for updates. I was like, updates to what? Uh, yes. I, I think I noticed it at the uh, Dallas airport. It was you like, know, follow the Dallas airport. I feel like, like I should start. Yeah. <laughs> I would kind love of to cool... get updates. Yeah. Or at least create a parody account. And, and start letting it affect your life too. Like yeah. as an art installation. I, w I would love to be affected by that. Like have my wife can be like, are you okay? I'd be like, I, I'm fine. I mean, they took the Native American art exhibit out of Gate C, but <laughs> I, I, whatever. I guess I'll just start flying Delta. I guess I don't really want to be reminded of it when I walk by. I'll it was just... beautiful. <laughs> um, well, Adam, thank you so much for coming. You're really, thank really you. sweet and lovely in person, oh, and I like here, you. Man. And thank you so much for having me. This yeah, in so uh, Champaign, Illinois, is on YouTube. Yes. And uh, you, do you guys improv a ton? Not a ton. No. Uh, it's the Happy Endings dudes who created it and wrote oh. it. So the scripts are really, really fast and really tight. And it's got that same kind of like whip. Uh-huh. Cracking smart. So you, you don't really have time to improvise. You just got to like really. But do you see this says everything about you? Because people who end up working with show creators from other shows they've been on says everything. That's nice. I mean, the, there are a lot of people that won't work with me again. Oh, <laughs> I've okay. burned many bridges. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Casp. Uh, spe specifically in those happy endings guys casey wilson that's like you know yeah that's kind of where i go to to figure it out well that is what i want you to do i want you to do just a tiny bit less of is like burning those bridges i will try okay because i like you i like you too man. and i, I have to imagine that. some of it is based in the same reason i burnt bridges which is just like i'm gonna beat you to making fun of me and then you end up kind of yeah, it's self-sabotaging. Self <laughs> yeah, because you don't feel you're worth it. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But you but are. I am worth it. You are. I know that. But I also like, I kind of like the feeling of not being worth it too, which is dangerous. You're like, you know what you're like? And um, we just talked to Jake Johnson. He made a movie about gambling. You're one of these people that likes losing. Like you, you could be a, like those guys I that love, are addicted to losing. I love gambling and I love losing. Oh, I wow. love the feeling of losing. Yeah. And you liked, and I heard this about you too, before you got here was that you kind of like bombing. Like I there's do. something I so interesting. It's my favorite. I like to bomb more than I like to kill. So That's I kind brilliant. of love Me it. Me too. It's I mean, so it's not, rare. Can we bomb though with like also not burning bridges? I think we can it's, do it all. I think you can. And I'm really working. I think as I get older, I will figure out that. Sweet nice spot. alchemy of that yeah. because as a young man you don't care you're like yeah you don't even think about it well and i wondered is as, as you were coming in here i told monica I go, you know what it reminds me of is like when i um graduated high school when they gave me the diploma i fake tripped and i knocked over these huge planners off this like four foot high stage it was such a mess I love e that. everyone was so embarrassed for me except for the four dudes i was trying yeah, to impress i love that it's <laughs> it, like that's me that's my sweet spot i loved it too but now that i'm 43 i'm like also a little selfish and narcissistic sure, of me sure to 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 lower a thousand people's experience uh, and sure. raise four people <laughs> but at the same time the self-awareness of like being like this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things well that's true you know it's kind the of universe and the way that the that we're all like we're you're here now 43 it yeah. didn't matter it i didn't saved matter. i saved the um i got a, a typed out letter from the principal <laughs> and it's the, the first sentence of it was once again the many will bear the burden of the few 
The floral arrangements you destroyed cost $380 were taken out of your class fund. Oh my God, you should have been valedictorian. <laughs> that is the greatest. You, I hope you have that framed. I, I don't have a frame, but that. I do own it. And that, I'm is very true, that is a true comedian. You are like, <laughs> you, you, like I, I remember when, when Amy Schumer like dove to the ground in front of Kim and Kanye West at the, yes. the Fair thing, and people were like upset. I was like, no, no, that is, we should all That's her that. job. That's her job is to fall down there. Like your, your job was <laughs> yeah. to destroy that floor. That's true. And look at us now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I really adore you, and I hope you come back. I will. I mean, thank you for having me. All right. Bye, Adam. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Monica, welcome to the fact check, Monica. Padman with the facts, yeah, Monica. Original tune for my soulmate, Maximum Mouse Miss. Yay. Yeah, that's an original. Yeah, that was part of the song. It was. Yeah, I didn't even have to tell you because it was one of the lyrics in the song. That's right. Yeah. Well, I liked it. It almost sounded like, wow, wow, December, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I love that song. It hearkened back. Yeah, it was an homage. But not enough to get sued by them. No. Mm -mm. We'll make that clear. Well, it's the great thing about my singing is I can't even hit the same notes in repetition, so you could never prove that I stole anything. That's true. That's one of the upsides. It's really one of the (laughs) silver linings of the tone deafness. Adam Pally. Adam Pally came by. Do you want to say Adam Polly? I have to correct in my mind. I have to say his last name before I say his full name because oh. I'm afraid I'll say Adam Polly. Mm. But it's Adam Pally. Adam Pally. I don't have that problem mainly because I've. You have superior diction. That is why, yeah. Yeah. No, because I've been. You're very the, well spoken. I am well spoken for a. For a mouse. Um, no, I have been following him, not on foot, um, his career for Uh a long time. Have you ever had a crush on him? Oh, an improv crush for sure. But I didn't know him, you know, it was funny because he's in this group hot sauce Mm. was or is, I don't know if they still perform, but it's, uh, Adam Ben Schwartz mm-hmm. and Gil Ozeri. And it's this three of them. And, uh, they're so funny together. It's they are. so, so good. And I would never miss a hot sauce show. They I were once a month. Love what a comedy nerd you are. It's so well, cute. It makes me kind of sad when I talk about this stuff because it totally is not the case anymore. And it's it, a period of your life that... Yeah, it's past. Yeah. Which makes me sad. All periods are like that. Yeah. But I think it's... Except um, periods. Well, no, they're going to stick around for another 20 years for you. Yeah. But I think it is easy to uh, look back and kind of feel like a sense of loss that it's gone. Yeah. But I think it's probably better to just go like, no, that was the perfect thing for me to do at that age. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing the perfect thing for me at this age. Yeah. It's it's also okay to have some sadness. Yeah. It doesn't take away from the other happy stuff, but you yeah. you can have both things happening. I think it's okay. You know what I feel that way about? Hmm. Dancing. Yeah. I used to go dancing all the time. Yeah. And I loved it. I mean, sometimes I was aided by MDMA or whatnot. Sure. But not always. And I, I really love dancing. I could dance for three hours. What a workout that is. Yeah. 
And it was just, I think it added value to my life. And I and I often fantasize, like, should I just go to a nightclub and just dance? And then I, that feels crazy to me. Yeah, and you also wouldn't like it. I went to a birthday party yeah. about a month or so ago. And you were also invited invited to that party, but you, you couldn't come. It was too late for me. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was at a bar, but in the back there was a... Discotheque? No, it just like the back area was like the dancing area. So it was kind of like a club back there, mm -hmm. sort of. Um, so, you know, we went back there and we were all dancing and it, it was so fun. But Perfect 10 Charlie did turn to me and say, can you imagine if Dax was here? <laughs> He would hate it <laughs> because not because of the dancing. Of course, the dancing is so fun, but it's all the other elements that we've outgrown, like the, the drunk, loud guys and stuff. Everyone being drunk, everyone shoving you every two seconds, yeah. like kind of having to keep an eye out on your bag. Yeah, like all of these practical, realistic things that are happening there that make it the older you get, like less tolerable mm -hmm. they, they start outweighing the good parts mm -hmm. just the dancing part and then if you're sober on top of that no 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 yeah i'm gonna have to find a place that has a very spacious dance floor that's not a very popular place so i have plenty of room to dance and then of course it's got to have music i like but well, that's gonna be very hard to find yeah. this is gonna be very challenging well, but I do dance at the house quite a bit. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I'll dance sometimes for a half hour, 45 minutes at the house. Yeah. Any place can be your dance floor. Yeah. You can dance if you want to. Yeah. You can leave your friends behind. Yeah. So. Adam Polly, great dancer. Adam Polly is a great improviser. And it was exciting to have him on because I was such a big fan. Mm -hmm. And I texted Anthony when I left about. I said, we just recorded Adam Pally because he was my roommate when I was at the height of this Obsession. time in my life. Yeah. And he was like, your life has just come so full circle. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And that was true. And it's really exciting. I was really, really happy lucky. for a different reason when we left the interview, okay. which is I had seen him be really funny and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous going in like, oh, does he have a, an emotional side he'll be willing to share with us? Uh -huh. And he very much did. Yeah. And I was very relieved about that. So I just didn't know. Yeah. Because he does, as he said on there, he likes to bomb and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he gets off on it. And I was like, oh, what if he wants to do that on this show? You know, like what if he wants right. to just eat a big shit sandwich for 90 minutes? I was a little nervous about that. But it wasn't. Not it was at very all. sincere and nice. So nice. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Okay, well, so you mentioned the 99-year lease between the British and China for Hong Kong. Uh-huh. So, on June 9th, 1898, the British under Queen Victoria brokered a 99-year lease agreement for the use of Hong Kong after China lost a series of wars fought over the British trade in tea and opium. Mm. The Opium Wars. Opium, yes. In 1997, the British <clears throat> handed Hong Kong back to China, the end of a 99-year-long lease, and an event that was dreaded and anticipated by the residents, the Chinese, the English, and the rest of the world. Mm. Yeah. I was there right before it got turned back over. You I was were? there. Yeah, I was there when it was still English. Oh, in 1996? Yeah. No, 95. Mm. Yep. Okay. There it is. 95 or 96, one of the two. Okay. I lived out here. Mm-hmm. My mom took me on a 21-day cruise. 
God, you really went everywhere on that cruise. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. No, that cruise did not go to Hong Kong, but we started the trip in Hong Kong because my mom loves Hong Kong. Oh, got it. We stayed in Kowloon Bay. It's such a cool city. Oh, is it a cool city? It's a beach town. You're not expecting that. It's got like big, beautiful beaches on the ocean. Right. Like L.A. Mm, Prettier beaches, really. Yeah. And then all these skyscrapers and the boats in the harbor and everything. It's really pretty. Cool. I liked it a lot. Do you think it's still cool now that it's back to being Chinese? No. You hate China. I hate China. They have created a hoax, climate change. Oh, yeah. Big time. And other stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can't They're taking our job. They took my job. (laughs) They took my job. What's your job that they took? They do punk now in China. (laughs) They have a guy named Dax Chan. And yeah, took my job. Yeah. I like China. Have you been there? No. I want to go. I am nervous about the air quality. I don't know if maybe I'm getting propagandized. I, I hear so. that 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 the air quality is real rough in certain cities. Yeah, that like probably. your your throat hurts after, you know, a couple hours outside. I don't know if that's true though. I don't want to. I have a friend who went, and she's doing okay. She's alive still. Yeah, she's still with us. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, she's thriving. I I'll tell you one thing. I loved the Olympics in Beijing. I I was really taken with that opening ceremony. Still yeah, the best one I've ever that seen. That bird's nest, and isn't that what they had? They built yeah. that big bird's nest. They sure did. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I was captivated. I was like, I want to go to China. And then I thought, oh, those Olympics do work. Yeah. As an ad campaign. But for do the country. they? You didn't go. Well, I've also watched a couple HBO Real Sports about how generally it is a big, big loss to the economy. Yeah. They, yeah. I'm sure. They spend way more money than they end up generating. I think. In general. It's interesting. It's also just like, it becomes like a pissing contest. Like everyone wants theirs to be the best one. Yeah. So they are overspending and overreaching because sometimes they're in places where they just can't afford it. Right. And then if you saw... Icarus. Icarus. Yeah. The Icarus documentary on Netflix, which is phenomenal. It it really gets into the doping scandals. Uh, what the Russians did and they were stealing samples out of the room and stuff. It's very exciting. It's really... It's really good. Mm. I love the Olympics and I miss it. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited for us to have a summer Olympics. Me too. Yeah. It's not for Another, next year. Next year. Yeah. 2020? 2020. I wonder if the show 2020 will have a big, oh, exciting party. Oh, they should. They should, right? Yeah. Like 2020 in 2020, starting in January 1st, 2020. Yeah, they'll make a meal of it, I hope. They really should. <laughs> Okay, what show was was Will Ferrell on when he had a bird on his shoulder? Conan and uh oh yeah you're what? gonna be I mean you're this is one of those things that you just have to be sad about. There's something that you say all the time that's wrong. Oh shit! Yeah. Do I even want to know? You know you are ignorance found out bliss. earlier today. Will Ferrell did not, he was not a dead body on CSI. Oh, one of those things. no. But, yeah. but, but we did find out that he did get shot in an episode and he was working under a pseudonym. Yeah, but that's And it was not... like a real average show. He just wanted to be introduced as a character, then killed. And then killed. Yeah, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, not the a thing. Dead body. I, I was told that. Right. But, but yes, I'm wrong. Shit. I know, yeah. and you love to say that, so I now do. you have to not say it. I'm not going to say it anymore. Okay, but you can say that he went on Conan with a bird on his shoulder. Oh, instead. great. Okay, well, that's so not as exciting, but all right. 
I have a new one. You said Coffee and Cars with Comedians. Love that show. But that's not what it's called. Mm. It's called Comedians in Getting Cars car? in Cars Getting Coffee. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Now that sounds wrong. They all I'm sound wrong. I'm pretty sure it's right. Yeah. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yes. Yes. How long are Catholic wedding ceremonies? With a full mass, they can be an hour and a half. Mm. But with no mass, about 45 minutes. Mm. Both are long, though. Yes. Yeah. I think it should be like a 15-minute ordeal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And get to that reception, get some champagne, and then hit the dance floor. Yeah. yeah. That is such a fun part. of. I love weddings. I know you don't yeah, like them. Yeah, you do. Yeah, they're yeah. so fun. Well, you like to see if the boy cries. I like to see if the boy the groom. cries. Yeah, the groom. And I like to dance, and I like yeah. to drink. Yeah. And... The food's never that good. No, but I'm always excited about it. Oh, okay, good. And then it never delivers, but that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes there's something fun happening. Why like, can't they make that food good? It's just too much food to prepare at once. Is that the problem? I think so. Because yeah. I've been to some expensive weddings and it's still very average. I know. Even It I always know. tastes like an airplane meal. Right. I'm so hungry. You are? Yeah. Okay, let's get you out of here. <laughs> so, uh, so weddings are fun mm. and romantic. Yeah, I do not like them. Now, granted, I've I've had fun at weddings. Yeah. This I'm gonna file this under the many things that I don't want to do, but when I do them, I don't I don't mind them. So why don't you want to go to them? Because it, I got to dress up. I hate dressing up. Yeah. Wham. Uh, <laughs> and dressing up for you is it's just putting on a suit jacket. In pants and, and pants. a collared shirt and Can probably you... a tie and then shoes that are uncomfortable. Okay. But at least you don't have to put much thought in. Girls have to like plan their whole outfit. Make sure it's the perfect amount of cuteness, but not so cute that it overshadows the bride. That's a real thing people have oh, to worry about. Okay. You can't like you would never white. want to wear that J-Lo dress to a wedding. Pro people would no. think you're rude. People would get really upset. Also, the fit seems to be a lot more important for females than guys. Like, I got measured for some suits a while back, and I just keep wearing them. Now, I fluctuate. Yeah. Sometimes they're tight. Sometimes they're loose. So yeah. I just wear it. But I feel like the dress has to fit perfectly. Isn't that... Well, the standard. you want it to fit you the best so it's the most flattering on you. That's probably the same with those suits, too. You just don't care. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't seem like many of the guys care. Yeah, they might not rarely care. Rarely do I see a guy whose suit fits him, except for, like, Daniel Craig. Mm, his fits mm, nicely. Mm. Real nice. No one wears a suit quite like Daniel Craig. Yeah. God damn. It's nice. Or those little, um, tiny little swim trunks. He wears the hell out of those. He's getting out of the water in that one James Bond, the short mm. blue swim trunks. I haven't seen it. Oh, what a sight. <laughs> Deltoids popping, trapezias everywhere. Yeah, wow. Thick, strong thighs. You know how much thigh envy I have. I know. When we were shooting uh, this week, remember I pointed out a guy who had really big calves. Yes. So jealous. He, so They're so big he can't wear pants. By his own admission. I know. There's no pants that fit over his calves. I know. That they, sounds, I, I'll be willing to wear shorts the rest of my life. What does he do no, when he goes to a wedding? He doesn't look. <laughs> Sweatpants? He probably has to get a custom made thing and that's not fun. They take the thigh from my pants and use it for the calf of his Maybe. pants. I think his calf's actually bigger than my thigh. No, I saw him. It was not that absurd. I think it looks like a bowling ball. I mean. Two bowling balls. 
I pray to God he's got to kick us out of some scenario, kick through a wall or a oh. door, steel plate. Well, we already established that. I wouldn't probably like it. That seems too aggressive. Even if it was to save our lives from a pop-out? Okay, that might be nice, I yeah. guess. Sorry, guy. What if he listens? I don't want him to be upset. He doesn't listen, no. <clears throat> okay, well. You know who listens is Seth. The key grip. Yes. And he gave you a double handshake. He did. He gave me a double handshake, which I loved, obviously, because I love that. But I couldn't tell if it was because he knew or not. I know. That's what we had to try to. We talked about it for a while after. Did Seth, is he just naturally a double handshaker? Yeah. Or is he preying on your weakness? Mm, both mm. are good options. They are. There's no losing in that. No. Yeah. Also, it's talk about a set of legs and ass that I would, I'd pay top dollar for. I know. They're they're glorious. So he said there are no Jewish people in South Carolina. Okay. So there are 16,820 people who are Jewish. In so 8,000 less than Indiana. Yeah. Wow. And 0.3% of the population. Oh, okay. Well, similar percentage of the yeah. population. That tells me there's not a lot of people in South Carolina. Right. So has... The Koch brothers funded more cancer research than anyone in the country. Um, I don't I don't know if they funded more than anyone in the country, but they have funded a lot of cancer research. Um, David Koch, the seventh richest man in the world with a net worth of forty two point seven billion, has pledged one hundred and fifty million to Memorial Sloan Kettering to build a new outpatient cancer facility on Manhattan's Upper East Side, a world renowned cancer center announced Wednesday of some other period of time. Okay. Not A bygone era. Yes, correct. <clears throat> um, That's nice. Very nice. And they have a, an institute at MIT for research. So, yeah, they, they have done a lot. So, Pally and his wife are high school sweethearts. That's cute. It's so cute. I'd like to get Dr. John Gottman to talk with them. Because remember, I asked Gottman... If there was such thing as just like high school sweethearts where it's so easy, you don't have to do any work. Right. But that's and not he, the he same didn't believe thing. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I want him to interview Pally and his wife to see if they're the exception. Yeah. But it, it didn't sound like he was saying it's so easy. No, he didn't. In fact, I, I'm not getting that impression <laughs> at all. You can be high school sweethearts and it not be easy. And I think it's sweet. It I, I do like too. it. I only know a couple of high school sweethearts that made the, you know. The distance. Yeah. It's very hard to evolve at the same pace. I know. That's the hard part. Yeah. Unless maybe you don't, but then you, you kind of like, you Stick know, it out through it and then you, you meet up. Yeah. Cause you, you might both have like a two year period of tons of self betterment, but it might happen four years apart. Mm-hmm. And you might end up in the same. Yeah. But boy. Yeah. It's probably hard those two years where you're like, well, I don't eat like shit anymore and I don't drink every yeah. night and my partner does and yeah <clears throat> that's probably hard but I told you my um eighth grade girlfriend Randy Hamina high jumper she broke up with me in ninth grade uh to start dating this kid something Shane okay they're still together oh that's so cute yeah from ninth grade that phone call I got I can I was on my waterbed oh, at my dad's my house gosh. when she called she was breaking up with me 
It was devastating. Also, it was at a very low point for me. Ninth grade, just went moved to a new high school. I was a loser in the high school. No one really liked me. And then my girlfriend broke up with me. It was, yeah. it was a little rough. That's a sad yeah. moment. And then I, I later learned that it was for Jay Shane. That's his name. Oh, Jay Shane. <clears throat> yeah, he was a wrestler at Milford High School. And they're still together. They're still together. Yeah. Children, nice. everything. Yeah. It's nice. Things work out. Mm -hmm. Things work out the way they're supposed to work out. But I did think like, oh my God, what if I hadn't had a new girlfriend since that phone call? That to me is scary to me for just right. my personality. Like right. I, I would drive myself crazy about yeah. what kind of people are out there. And, yeah. You know. I know. Not everyone has What's that. it like to make love to a French woman? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff could eat at me. You'd be fine with it? I don't think you'd be fine with it. I do. Really? I yeah. Oh. I mean, only, I think I'd be fine with being with the same person for, since I was 18. But let's 17. just walk it through. So in high school, you weren't like into comedy the way you got into comedy in your 20s. You had like a lot of interests and that was just one of them. Yeah. So let's True. say you had your high school sweetheart mm -hmm. and then you guys both moved to California and then you just got so into this world of comedy. Yeah. And then you started thinking, oh, wow, what if I actually had a boyfriend that was a comedian and we could be funny all the time? Like, don't you think that kind of thing would have... It might, but I don't... I mean, yeah, this is such a weird conversation because it's an... It's a made-up person. That's right. My, that's my Let's say he was a star of the boyfriend. football team. Okay, well. Like the coolest thing in high school. <laughs> and then. I mean. Then he's not playing football anymore in his 20s. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I just think I'm a person that could be with a, a person forever and not okay. feel like. You're missing I'm out. I'm missing out. I don't oh. think I feel that at all. I'm very loyal. Yeah, that's true. I like that security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm friends with most all my friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm loyal to a fault. Why to a fault? Mm, that's a good question. Why to a fault? Well, I don't know. We get in these hypothetical conversations all the time at the house about like whether I would um, still be friends with someone if I found out they killed somebody. My answer to that is always absolutely. You know, if I found yeah. out they were some kind of monster of some variety, I, I would still be like, well, yeah, but I know a different side of them. I'm still going to be their friend. Yeah, but not if they, like, killed your, like, Kristen. Yeah, not Kristen. Yeah, that's true. So if one of my friends killed Kristen, I probably wouldn't be friends with them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I did have a period where I wasn't, I didn't talk to one of my best friends for 10 years because mm -hmm. of loyalty to my mom. I now talk to that person. Yeah. That was probably not necessary. That's a weird situation because it's like you were loyal to one person, but you were not loyal to another. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so both things are happening in that story. Yeah. Laura's got to take the top tier. Right. Well, you know, when you see it, when it's loyalty to a fault is like people who loved Bill Cosby. Yeah. And then they just refuse to take on any information that yeah, he's a, that's a monster, true. you know. That is true. But I feel like I could both acknowledge the person's wrongdoings and still love them. Yeah. 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 But yeah, when people, oh God, you see it so much, people defending people they love. Yeah, I know. Into the ground, you know. It's because we don't really have a third option in this country that's popular where it's like you, you acknowledge the person did something 
And you also say, yes, and I'm still standing by them. Like, <clears throat> let's say Louis C.K., all these friends of his, um, they disapprove of what happened, but they still love him and want to be friends with him. But they're actually not even allowed to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Like they're in trouble if they say, no, I still like Louis C.K., even though he's flawed and I totally disagree with his behavior. Yeah. That does, that's not an option that you're allowed to pursue. And I think that's faulty. That's probably true. That is unfortunate. People are allowed to love the people they love. Yeah, and so when you're given the only option is, well, I'll double down and defend this person, or my other options are like, uh, you know, publicly say I want nothing to do with this person ever again, then, then the choice makes more sense to me. Yeah. But if there's a very popular third option, which is like, what this person did is horrendous, totally disagree with it, I want to be a part of making sure they get help and don't repeat this. Yeah. And I still love them very much. But why do you think that's not allowed? Because when people have even teetered on that, Mm -hmm. they get destroyed. Mm. But, you know, that's all public stuff you're saying. Like, that's if you care about how you're perceived publicly. But it happens even in, like, a microcosm of your group of friends. One person cheated on another person, and there's going to be a division, and people have to decide if they hate that person I know, and I don't denounce like that them. At all. Yeah, I'm like, I just don't like that option. Yeah, I agree. Like, kicking someone out. Yeah, or pretending they're a monster all of a sudden. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I have always felt like that, too, in groups when there's, like, dynamics where one person's mad at the other person, and you have to, like, choose. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I, do not like that. Well, let's even say like a concrete example on the show, which is like, I love Conan O'Brien. I like Jay Leno. I feel no obligation to dislike Jay Leno because they had a feud. Yeah. And a lot of people commented on this on our Instagram, like, how could you have Jay Leno on in light of Conan? It's like, right. well, I like Jay Leno. Yeah. I understand why Conan wouldn't like Jay Leno, but I personally like Jay Leno and I don't have to... St- dislike all the people the people i like dislike that yeah. does, that's not the barrier of entry for friendship yeah i agree i'm i feel the same way nor do i expect people that i dislike to be not liked by my friends that that seems like a, such a narcissistic point of view like mm-hmm. oh i don't but you, i guess you know yes that's true but like it, it gets tricky it's if someone like caused me a ton of pain and then you were like going out to dinner with him. I might feel like I might. I mean, I which I I know is wrong. So I probably wouldn't even say anything because I would feel wrong about saying it. But I probably would feel bummed out by that. So I, I understand the emotion of feeling like this person should be on my side type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like I, you know, my good friend sued me once. It was mm-hmm. kind of the end of our friendship because yeah. of that, obviously. And, um, but I had other friends that were still quite good friends with them, him, and I wanted them to be, you know, I, I, I'm, I think what you're saying is right. But oh, I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, like yeah. emotional yeah. things that are happening. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable to feel, uh, upset or betrayed or something, even mm-hmm. if, even when that's not really happening, but yeah. I understand why people feel that way. Yeah. Well, and people also just have a handbag of things that they normally feel that they're prone to feel Mm -hmm. and i have bad ones Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason i'm not prone to feel betrayal Mm, yeah that's just not one of my first stops in my emotions because i think generally the world's really complicated i don't think anyone was ever offered 
the decision of do you want to fuck Dax over or not? And there was nothing else going on, and they chose let's fuck Dax over. I don't really think that's ever happened. Yeah. That's a nice way of looking at But the I have world. other weird things, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez not get along during Out of Sight? Yeah. I didn't see. I couldn't find anything about that. You couldn't? Uh-uh. Uh. I didn't know if you yeah, just that's knew just, that. Yeah, that's a rumor I've heard. I don't know. It's just one of these well-known things. Oh, okay. Yeah. I believe you. I just didn't, I couldn't find anything. Also, he shot that car trunk scene as one long take. But then after test audiences responded poorly to the scene, he reshot it in a different form. Are you talking about Tarantino? No, Soderbergh. Out of oh, 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 okay. I yeah. didn't know if you, when I think trunk scene, I go to the like, signature shot of tarantino is a trunk opening and oh. like a little bit of skewed guys looking in the trunk uh, okay so that awesome trunk the scene, out of sight scene man. he shot it in one take oh but then i i guess test audiences didn't like it so he they reshot it oh really yeah oh that's right? very interesting yeah oh what a scene it says the original version is available as a bonus feature on the dvd oh which i own oh you have the dvd yeah i have oh, the yeah, out of sight so blu-ray yeah well it might be on oh i'd love to watch the uh single take one i used to love watching commentaries me too yeah yeah. Thief, I've watched it with the commentary on several times. Yeah, I'd say I watched the Ocean's Eleven commentary uh -huh. and the Good Will Hunting commentary, obviously. Yeah. Um, Almost <laughs> as many times as I've watched it without. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, you love that behind the scenes. <laughs> well, on Ocean's Eleven, you should watch that one because it's your boyfriend, Brad Pitt, uh -huh. my boyfriend, Matt Damon. Ooh. George Clooney, I think. And, but I think it's just those three. Mm, and it's hot. I can't believe they got them to do that. I know. I guess when DVDs were new, you would do it. Yeah, it was like I, a thing. I, I, I always worry about the one Ashton and I did for the punked box set. <laughs> we were very young. Oh. I just worry about that one. I, I don't know oh, what's in there, I but I, I could imagine there's bad stuff in there. Ooh. Okay, so he talks about how French fries are extra bad for mm. you now. Like, mm. now we know that they're really, really bad. And that is from a New York Times article that came out at the end of last year called You Don't Want Fries With That. Mm. So if people want to read up on how bad French fries are, Oof. they can check it out. I'd recommend skipping it and just keep eating French fries. I could eat French fries right now. Yeah, I bet. You're yeah, hungry I'm, as hell. I'm very hungry. Ravenous. How many Jewish people in the United States... He thought it was less than 1%. Uh, in 2012, the American Jewish population was estimated at, at between 5.5 and 8 million, depending on the definition of the term, which constitutes between 1.7 and 2.6% of the total U.S. population. Mm. So Let's settle on 2.2. Okay. All right. So that's not a lot. <clears throat> we'll split the diff. 2.2. Should we make it a goal to get every single Jewish person as a listener on here? Sure. That'd be great. I'd love that. Me too. Uh, That's it. That was it? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Adam Polly. Adam Pally. Adam Pally <laughs> is a pal of mine. Yeah. And that's why I always pronounce the Al. He was very sweet. I really enjoyed him yeah. quite a bit. And smart. I went back to work because, you know, Alicia had worked with him for a oh, while on yeah. that show. Yeah, and you're working with Alicia Cuthbert. And um, who's so lovely. I really want to get her in here. She's so fun and normal and down to earth. And, um, 
yeah, I was excited to get back to work and tell her that it went really well and mm-hmm. that we really love Adam. And she said he's one of the funnest people to be around. Yeah. Daily. That's nice. Yeah. He's so funny. I hope he gets to just work and work and work and work and work and work and work. Me too. I love you, Modest Mouse. Love you. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart.